0: Metal Cough! Jimmy!
1: Hi,
2: Tower! <laughs> we, on- <laughs> we are live on this Thursday night. Welcome to everybody who has uh, jumped on in the evening here uh, after the Niners Titans game ended. Uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, great to have you as well. Hi,
1: Tower! <laughs>
2: I really thought that last play was going to work at the end of the game for the Niners, John. I thought that was it.
1: Actually, you know, they got some athletes, good in open space. I would have tried to get it, you know, have had Trent been like a lead blocker, then thrown him the ball. If only they could have got the ball to A.J. Brown
2: on that last play, Niners would have had a shot, I think.
1: Someone DM me over the last couple weeks asking me why more coaches don't study rugby for that play. And I'm like, well, my college roommates played rugby, and I went to a few games. Pretty sure their fields a little wider. <laughs> you know, it's, you do run out of real estate to go wide in football to run the uh, rugby pitch play, right? Okay. You ever been to a I've rugby talked- field? They're 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 they just unlimited grass. They're like a, they're like the outfield. You know, it's, the football field ends. There's these two white lines. You you run out of real estate, right? It's why it's why even when it kind of works, like the Niners, you do have to stop and go back the other way. <laughs>
2: I guess you're right. And at at a certain point, like you need somebody. If you're going to throw it backwards, like they did, you need somebody behind the guy, behind the guy, behind the guy. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you're behind where you started. <laughs> I know. Uh, that it's was a, it's a hard play. It's a hard play. You you asked me the other day uh, on the show, what was the worst Niner loss? Was it the Seahawks game or the Cardinal game? The Colt McCoy Cardinal game or the first Seahawks game? No, the second Seahawks game or the first Seahawks game second seahawks uh, the game.
1: second one was pretty crazy first, first one, one was, was crazy the too, first you know? one was like this the first Se- one I, I think seven seven and
2: a half right but seven the first one was seven nothing jimmy throws a pick on the second possession robbie golden misses a field goal on the third possession the seahawks start the game with five straight punts but they get to dk they score a touchdown before halftime and the niners were in control air quotes in control but in control does you no good if you don't, you know, the last part of it, which is score the touchdown. And um, for all the the in control, the Niners lost the football game. So
1: Merry Christmas.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you filthy animals. and a Happy New Year. Uh, Niners are now eight and seven, sixth spot in the NFC to start off uh, week 15 of the week 15.
1: Uh, Yeah, week 15. Week 15 of the NFL season? No, week 16, 17, 18. Week week 16, because there's always one more week than the game, right? Uh,
2: Minnesota, 7-7. Philly, 7-7. Nolens is 7-7. So that's the the state of things. Before we jump into it, John, let's tell it. Actually, we've already jumped into it. And part of jumping into it is our fabulous, fantastic sponsor, Tito's Handmade Vodka. If you want to pour yourself one tonight, I already broke out the ginger beer. I highly recommend a Tito's Mary Mule. It's the number one vodka in America, and uh, may you enjoy it responsibly this weekend. Get out before stores close Friday morning. If you're out of Tito's, get some Tito's.
1: You know what I'm going to make this week, guy, or what? weekend, starting what? tomorrow. Hmm. I'm going to make White Russians with eggnog. It's it's uh, it's Kahlua, Tito's. And a little eggnog. That's going to be my cocktail. Instead of dessert, that's going to be my co- after-dinner cocktail. That's, uh, that's a great idea. The Big Lebowski, but with eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on the Big Lebowski now? No, well, I mean, I've seen it before, and I, I was looking up White Russians, because I remember watching it, and all the guy drank was White Russians. They right. looked so good, and then I tried to make them, and mine weren't as good, but they're still pretty tasty. And then I saw eggnog, which I'm not the biggest fan of, but festive, I feel the season, so I'm gonna, I think I'm going to make them. I watched a bunch of YouTubes last night on how to make them. Because there you go. Uh,
2: Tito's, John, Handmade Vodka. America's Original Craft Vodka. Number one vodka in America. A lot of companies, vodka, they spend their money on their labels. They spend their money on their marketing. They spend their money on their celebrity endorsers. Not Tito's. They get schlub endorsers like us. Just so you know, they're not spending all their money on celebrity endorsers. uh, Because we're here for the quality, John.
1: (laughs) You know how Jerry West is the logo? Kyle's logo in 2021 could just be this. Bottle? Bottle. That'd be, his, that'd be his logo, with Jimmy I, in the back.
2: Yeah, a John Daly on the plane. Uh, in '95, Tito Beverage started up his own distillery. John, a man, a dream, and 19 maxed out credit cards. He had the first legal distillery in the state of Texas. He started pouring for free at fundraisers. The next time, you know, the next thing you know, he's winning awards left and right. He's not even showing up to these award uh, banquets, whatever. These contests, he's winning them. And um, and here we are, another holiday season with Tito's the number one drink in the house, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, forty percent alcohol by volume, namely eighty proof, crafted to be savored responsibly.
1: Go get it, Tito's. Go get it, Tito's.
2: Uh, sh- we- let's mention also, real quick, before we dive into things, nokidhungryorg dot slash ham. Our latest update. Ooh, I had it in front of me a second ago. We are over twenty two thousand dollars. Uh no slash ham. Why don't you tell the people about it as I look for the uh, Yeah, just
1: go to stuff. no slash ham. Anything you donate is tax deductible. Our goal is twenty five thousand dollars. A little short right now. We've got to keep chopping wood. Obviously, you guys are probably gonna be with your families the next couple of days. If you're given money by your parents, by your grandparents, you know, use some of that to give. Cause we gave. A lot of you guys have given. Appreciate that. No slash ham. Let's uh let's influence some lives, guy. I mean, you and I have, but those of you that are listening, let's, let's help us out and influence and, and help people eat. Yeah,
2: one in six kids in danger of hunger. Not acceptable any time of year, particularly the holiday season. No Kid Hungry nationally uh, and within the state of California. Millions of dollars and billions of meals. Twelve, $12.5 million in grants uh, helping communities and um, families and uh, kids that uh, have trouble finding their next meal. So right now we we have raised $22,340 with the help of you, with the help of Tito's, with the help of Puesto. Um so uh it's it's fantastic. Thank you. And with the help of Enzo, um which uh, they make phenomenal olive oil, so go check them out. You hot? You taking off your top? I'm hot. <laughs> All right, that's the cue to oh, and your Manscaped tea. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, looking at the comments, John, I think a lot of people are on the same page. This game, first and foremost, I said it on Tuesday. I said two things that I really wanted to stick with people Tuesday, at least my takes on the game, were one, there's no way. I Actually, this first take was off of something that you said, so you get, you get credit for this one. One, there's no way to lose this game and have it not look bad, and they lost and it looked bad. And the other thing I said was, and this was straight out of the uh, CBS Sports. Seven people on the pregame show. Everyone has eight seconds to give their key to the game. Key to the game playbook. The only way you lose the game is if G- if you turn the ball over. That's it. You cannot get beat by this Titans team if you don't turn the ball. If you turn the ball over,
1: or if you don't throw the ball
2: over, and they turn the Jimmy Garoppolo was bad. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo I, was bad.
1: So, sometimes you talk about turnovers as a team. This one is like Jimmy Garoppolo takes all of the responsibility for these two turnovers because it, it wasn't just two to nothing. And you've talked to a million coaches, anyone watching or listening to this have, you know, if you're a football fan, have seen enough press conferences, you could play high school football. They they hammer this home, obviously in college in the pros turnover margin, turnover margin, turnover margin. Niners lost that two to nothing, which anytime you lose a turnover margin, two to nothing, or just, you know, it could be four to two, whatever, three to one, the huge advantage is in the other team. But when the two turnovers come, first and foremost, one, we killed a baby, right? Because they are, Kyle Shanahan said, I think he talked on Tuesday and Lombardi and Mayoko talked, asked him about sleep. Kyle said he'd slept in the, he hadn't been home all week. I yeah. think it's fair to say Vrabel might not have either. You know, see, they did look Vrabel pretty sleepy. Tired. Kyle Shanahan probably had 10 hours of sleep all week under his desk. 10 Adderall's, 15 cups of coffee and not much food. I will give him credit because I know this as a guy that when I don't sleep, I don't think Kyle came fucking ready. Kyle was dialed in that game. I mean, left, right. Like that was an old school Shanahan. Just, you didn't know where it was coming. It was goddamn. Dude's roping and, though. Yeah. It's seven, nothing. They're driving. I'm thinking 14, nothing getting an early lead, get that buffer. He throws that pick to, you know, I actually went on a, during the draft process when I worked for the Eagles to dinner with Janoris Jenkins, who now goes by Jackrabbit. He changed his name to Jackrabbit. You got picked by a guy named Jackrabbit. And it wasn't just, it's one thing, right? Did you see the highlight of Jalen Hurts' pick the other night where it like hit off the guy's shoe and bounced back? No. no, So he throws the guy in the flat, it hits off his hands, hits his shoe, pops up in the air, the defender who's chasing him, and just lands in, it. like, they're freak turnovers. Like, not all turnovers are equal. He threw it right to Jackrabbit. I mean, hit him in the hands. And then it's like, okay, pretty devastating. That ultimately didn't lead to any Titans points, but obviously, at minimum, that was a minus three. And I think it's fair to say the way they were moving, like that was going to be seven. So I'm going to give him a minus seven. And then he misses Kyle down the sideline, which clearly was a schemed play because they kind of had, I, I forget who, whether it was a wide receiver or it was Kittle, but they like rubbed the two routes. Kyle did, he, he's good at using Kyle for different shit, right? Like he'll kind of sneak him out and Kyle will stop and then he'll take off because he's faster than a lot of fullbacks. Wide fucking open, Jimmy air mails him. Where all he would have had to... Oh, I mean, guy, isn't that the time for the Derek Carr? I don't know, I might Carr? put
2: that down as a drop in my book.
1: Wouldn't you, wouldn't you put that down to the Derek Carr? Just like make him stop at minimum just so like you don't have to overthrow him. Just make him just catch oh, it, even if he falls around. down. Yeah. But to me, the third pick... Which ultimately left to, led to seven, and the game, they never looked back. I, I thought that, the, the, or I guess it was a second pick, but it Same felt pick, like yeah. felt like his third turnover. That was the floodgates open, and I, I don't think we ever looked back. I thought the game flipped there, and the momentum, and the Titans, because the Niners dominated the first half, but I felt the Titans took it to them in the second half, right? Did you feel that way? I mean, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, there were still opportunities, but they were no longer playing. They were no longer playing with control. The Titans. Well, then at, the, at,
1: at that second pick, every fan on their couch, all 500 plus li- watching this and thousands who will listen to this had to be thinking, oh, my God, we have to run it the rest of the game. And you could tell early on, like, their front is – you're not just going to run it at will against the Titans. So it was like, how are they going to move the ball if they don't trust Jimmy to throw? And how could they possibly trust Jimmy to throw at that point? (laughs) It threw everything off. Yeah,
2: I mean, well, i you know, they had no choice at a certain point. Like, they they didn't turn into a situation where they had to. And I I trust – look, I trust Jimmy to throw in this game as much as I trust Jimmy to throw in any game. I've said this for months. Nothing changes for me. Whether he throws three picks or no picks – the next throw, I don't know what's going to come of it. I don't know if it's going to wobble over the middle and Buster Screen's going to pick it, or I don't know it might hit a wide-open George Kittle running free and he might go for 47 yards. I don't know. It doesn't change. I just know when you have to do it, that's not a good place to be.
1: Wouldn't you agree with that? Yes.
2: I know you were unplugged right there. So no, I,
1: I, I could, oh, I could okay, hear you. Okay. you were coming out the Zoom. so,
2: So, I, I mean, like that – None of it changed. It's just a matter of do you have to do it or do you get to do it? And when you're tied and behind, you have to do it. And when you're in front, you get to do it and you get to dictate. The other thing that killed him, well, we'll get to that other stuff later in the
1: game. There was also a ball that he threw. There was also a ball that he threw that I'm looking at my notes. I'm pretty sure it came after the pick that went through a linebacker's hands. Yeah. And the safety was like, would have, was leaping, would have caught it with ease. So if the linebacker doesn't, you know, get in front of the ball, which he was rightfully in front of the ball, good position, and just has bad hands, he's a defensive player, unless the safety just full-on drops it, it was going to hit him in stride in the air. (laughs) It could have been picked by two guys. And that was at the point where you felt like the floodgates were like, oh, my God, he could throw a pick on every single route. (laughs) And and again, like, in fairness, not necessarily to Jimmy, but just NFL player, short week, it's intense. You're tired. Like I, I, you could just see the defensive players in the Niners were wearing out. But there, I mean, some of the, there's only so many coverages you can run. It felt like Jimmy didn't even know what he was looking at.
2: Yeah, I, like I said, I,
1: I don't. I think he's the same every game. I really he, do. He, I thought he was worse. I mean, he. Yeah, some I mean, the results were picks. worse. There is no question.
2: The results were worse. I just mean, I just think some games you get it, some games you don't. I think it's largely the same. Are you dictating terms or are you not? And they were not. And it was because of him that, you know, they called a timeout at the end of the first half because Kyle knew Tennessee gets the ball first to start the second half, so let's make something happen here. And, um, you know, they made nothing happen, and they packed it in. They pack it in. They can't get the ball down the
1: field with one throw. Like, there's a fundamental problem, which
2: is they can't get the ball down the field with a single throw.
1: Well they can. They can. They just they just run a five yard slant and Debo takes it 60 yards. Right. Right. <laughs> now,
2: they, they almost did it with the use check play, but they
1: they, they cannot throw the ball over the top. Can't do on it. On the on the one where he got ear hold? Oh no, on the on the one where he's coming down the sideline. The one is wide open. Can't do it. What about it's, what about the screen where they got ear hold and they called the face mask a little lucky, but Yeah, that was a forty yard play. Yeah.
2: Um, I thought that was coming back. I thought that was the one where I thought the, there was the penalty on Travis Benjamin. Then they had the the they fourth th- and karma got th- him because Jimmy threw a pick on that use check drive. <laughs> How about the fourth and sixth throw, where he missed Ayuk, turnover on downs at the Tennessee forty-one yard line. I thought I- upon replay, you know, maybe Ayuk was supposed to stop. I don't know. There was a hand Jimmy was trying to throw around a defender, but it was a
1: fourth and sixth. They didn't. Ayuk was open. They missed him. Well, two. Well, two things. First and foremost, I don't think you're some some routes are just dictated on coverage. So like if they're in zone coverage, you sit, if they're not, you keep moving. a lot of it, and this is why I think the NFL is just the highest level of intellectual football. Like these guys, these are situations that are fluid. you know, you call a play, he's supposed to do something or not based on the coverage, right? He stopped. I think Greg Olson was like he stopped. he clearly saw he had a little hole. Jimmy led him. They're just not on the same page. But I go back, and listen, I give Kyle a lot of credit. You don't sleep all week, road game, coming out, firing. That individual situation, he's going for it on fourth and one. I'm all for. It felt like they had multiple false starts. They first start pointing at Kittle. He doesn't get caught. Kittle had Trent one earlier. Kind of freaks. Yeah, Kittle had one earlier. But I think they thought Kittle had jumped, and then Trent like didn't know what was going on. He jumped. That felt like an angry, fuck this, I'm keeping these guys on the field. because. Once they went from 4th and 1 to 4th and 6, tie game, you're at like the 42-yard line. Like I I think if he just would have had 5 minutes to think about that, he would have probably punted. Because they punted later in the game and they pinned him. I I don't know. I thought that was like an angry go for it, not a true yeah. go for but it. But
2: you know, that's the thing with football. You don't get 5 minutes. You don't get to cool down. No, you get 40 seconds. You get 8, but
1: you don't but get the 40. Way, you get like 8. But to me too, like 4th and 1, who knows what they would have ran. Because in fairness to Jimmy, his one highlight, <laughs> early in the game, it was a fourth and one or a fourth and two, and they went for it. The play clearly wasn't there, and Jimmy kind of kept it alive and made it to Debo. Yeah. But by the time he goes for it in the fourth and sixth situation, wasn't the game kind of falling? Like Jimmy was a, a wreck? Like that's a, you're depending on a guy. I text a numbers person. They said that situation league-wise viewed about 15%. Well, just league average, fifteen percent. Given what I'm seeing out of Jimmy, the way he's playing, you got to cut that thing in half. You're talking like five, six percent of converting, then, right? That's a low uh, percentage. What was the was
2: the Debo throw on the scramble a fourth and one? Was that the play you you talked about? They converted a fourth
1: down. Yeah, it was the D, he had Debo, Debo. kind of extended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the DB yeah. kind of fell right off of him, and yeah. Jimmy kind of slid out to the right. It was it was a nice play by Jimmy. It was a highlight of his night. Been a lot of lowlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's real to me, guy. When you, it's one thing when your picks. You could even overcome. No, you can't overcome the baby zone pick because ultimately that's points that you. It's, three, are it's going minimum.
2: That uh, you know we're assuming here, but it was a
1: chip shot for Robbie Gold. It's it's at least three points. Yes, because you end up getting the ball back where they don't score. Where yeah, the other just one, an emotional pick, element. Right, and there's an emotional. Oh to my it. god, you're kicking their ass. You go up 14 nothing on the road in a Thursday night game with like in the first quarter. I mean it it's why you can't get ahead of yourself cuz it it kind of felt like is the route on and Jimmy's like, "No, pump the brakes. Route is not on, fellas. Hightower's like, "Jimmy, I'll come with you. Let's uh, let's gather up me and you together and we'll keep we'll find a way. Mike, Vrabel, Julio, AJ, Daniel, we'll keep you guys in it for a little bit."
2: <laughs> That's exactly what it was. And it's why it was just like the Seattle game, the first Seattle game. Look at this here on the uh, fourth and six that we're talking about. Here's the, uh, the fourth down bot. There's a good uh, Twitter, Twitter page, fourth down bot. The recommendation, a medium go for it The success. Look at the success percentage on go for it. You got about a 42% chance. This, this math says to pick it up. If you fail to get it, your win percentage is fifty-two percent. If you pick it up, there's a seventy-two percent chance you win the game. These are just some of the numbers that you know may or may not make up Kyle's decision there. Um, so
1: I don't. There hate, was a, I,
2: I get it. Like I don't hate yeah. going for it there. I do think fourth and one. You love it. Did you? I, I need to probably see it a couple more times. I thought hit. you can stride? He picks it up,
1: but it probably is not a guarantee. He'd have had to beeline vertically. <laughs> Like the zero lateral steps, because the one this the corner was breaking toward him. Right? I think the corner had seen that he was sitting in the zone, so the corner starts breaking. You're right. I mean, it's I looks pretty good though. at, like just getting upfield. Yeah, except for on the last, the last last play
2: where he was hanging back. Yeah, on the rugby scrum. On the rugby scrum. But Jimmy was. Yeah, I, you're right. I mean, for me to say he's the same every game, I guess. Uh I guess what I mean is when he's going well I don't assume it will continue well and when he's going bad I don't assume he can't have a nine play drive scoring drive but he was bad I mean you know what's funny and again I I'm not he was 26 of 35 74% for 322 9.2 yards per attempt those are not air yards uh one touchdown two interceptions
1: Well you know why that's bullshit because yes I do because Debo had nine for 159. Well, 56 of those came on a seven-yard slant, right? That he, it might even have been less than that. And, you know, Use check picked up 26 on a screen. Right. Someone texted me at halftime, and I think it was 10 nothing, but it felt like, you're only up 10 nothing. Yeah. Like, 10? Yeah. This game felt like it should be minimum. And even the announcers kept saying, like, ah, this thing could be 24. I thought 24 was a little bold, but like, 17, 17 felt, felt right. Minimum 14 felt right. Pretty sure. I didn't write down his stats. I have to look at the text message. I'm pretty sure he's 14 of 18 and a half. But my text message was what they said is, this is why the stats with Jimmy. Jimmy is not a, you can't box score scout Jimmy Garoppolo. You can, like, I can box score scout Aaron Rodgers. I can box score scout a lot of good quarterbacks. Jimmy Garoppolo does not fall under that. And you know what? A lot of average quarterbacks don't because... If I just told you Tannehill tonight was 22-29 for 200 yards and a touchdown, you'd be like, ah, kind of a whatever game. I thought he was good. He clearly outplayed Jimmy. He was in control. He didn't throw any pickable balls. He made some great plays, that one where he rolled out to his left and he got hit right uh, in the second half. I I thought Tannehill was just...
2: How about his first down scramble?
1: Fantastic. Do will you agree? Like, Tannehill's box score doesn't reflect like how he played winning football tonight against a defense that was kicking his ass?
2: Yeah, but I mean, he was 22 at 29. I mean, he was... You know, the yards don't reflect it, but...
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, he but hung but in I, there. I, I don't think we give too much cr- credit anymore like for accuracy as much as we once did. It's more yards and touchdowns. Like, if you throw a 200-yard game, like, no one's really blowing you. Because Jimmy threw... No, but if you... Were tw- but
2: But I do think if you're... No, that's true. But I will say this. If you're Tannehill, if you tell me before the game starts, Tannehill's 22 at 29 for 209, I go, well, that
1: might not be good for the 49ers. If I'm remembering correctly, he had some balls, like bounce off their chest, right? <laughs> off whose chest? I'm saying there were a couple Tannehill completions that were not his fault. That oh, you guys dropped.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then they also gave, they let, they let AJ Brown almost throw an interception, which would have been an all timer. <laughs> But has, anyway, that's separate. AJ Brown Tannehill. is a mo- hose. You see that? Yeah, he, looked yeah. <laughs> he looked good. Yeah, he looked good. He looked good. But yeah, I agree with you. I thought Tannehill was better than than Garoppolo. Um, look, there are just moments where you have to make the play. Your quarterback has to make the play. And most quarterbacks in the league can't do it. There's like less than 10 of them that you can consistently count on to make the play. And we can talk about Trey. I. If you don't have that guy, you need to spend your time trying to find that guy. It doesn't mean you cycle every quarterback you have until you get that guy. But until you get that guy, you don't have the answer at your position. Unless you're playing a, unless you're
1: playing a quarterback on a rookie contract or a cheap quarterback. Then you can get away with it. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about Trey kind of indirectly, too. There has been some talk, and I think it's gained some steam. And, and a part, so I, I wouldn't say justified, but understandably so, because Jimmy, the team had been winning, and Jimmy had been playing, I would say, very productive football. And the conversation of, would you keep Jimmy Garoppolo? And every time I, I hear that, not even because it was before he played one of the worst games I've ever seen, I'd puke in my mouth as a lover of the draft and a lover of capital. Under no circumstances can you give up three first-round picks for a guy that doesn't play for two seasons. That That is Especially when you ain't winning much, right? That that's not allowed. Like you you don't you you don't have like, you ain't fucking Bill Belichick to do that. Now I'm not saying they were gonna do that. I never believed that ever, because ultimately Jimmy, I didn't quite know he still had this thing in the bag. I I guess I did, but I, I don't know. Maybe I thought he'd gotten away he'd with it. But you never forget tonight, ever. And we had talked earlier in the week about about MayoCo talking to you know, John Lynch or whoever, he didn't name the guy, just how well he's been doing in practice. Fred Warner last week about Trey Lance. You ultimately, like I text with a buddy on a team that might win the Super Bowl this year. Now, granted, he's texting me mid game talking shit about Jimmy, like how bad Josh McDaniels. But I said, do you think Jimmy has any trade value? He said, how much does he make next year? I'm like, I'm pretty sure his cap is like 24, 25 million. He said, no, zero chance. You can't, you don't, Because a a middle-of-the-road quarterback, and really, let's face it, Jimmy's closer to 20 to 25 than he is 12 to 10, right? Like when the full sample size plays out. You can't, even when you're really desperate, like the football team or whatever, can you pay Jimmy Garoppolo $25 million? Like, what's he getting on the open market? So Trey Lance, to me, the Niners are cutting him, and they're going with Trey. Because I think specifically tonight, especially if Trey's playing well or whatever. I don't know how, if you're Kyle Shanahan, you ever forget this moment. Like, part of last year, in 2020, when Jimmy was injured, you don't forget the losses, but, I, you know, when Kyle, like, in the offseason, having a cocktail, it's like, I was... Like Nick Mullins. Like, it was C.J. Beth. Like, those guys were never going to be my quarterback unless out of desperation, where it's like, this was your starting quarterback. You know? It's just, this is not... I, I can't do this now. Ultimately, you traded for Trey Lance, not totally because of this, because he wasn't even around last year, but kind of because of this.
2: No, you right? you traded for him because you know I look at uh, you know Kyle Shanahan like a uh, like an F one driver who knows his car just isn't good enough. He is good enough, and he's got some pieces that are good enough. It's every time I watch the rest of the league, it's crazy to me that Debo Samuel and George Kittle play for a team that's struggling to make the playoffs cuz those two guys are so much better than almost every than most of the players that you watch every sunday, thursday, monday, saturday, tuesday, and sometimes wednesday. They're just so good. Like those players Debo Samuel and George Kittle belong on a team that competes for the division. And even though they've got some good parts, the sports car driven by the quarterback, it's just it's limited. It's limited. Kyle Shanahan knows that sometimes they can run a good practice round and, uh, you know, start with the third pole position. But, John, when they get to Monaco, he can't win. He can't win. He knows it. And that's why he drafted Trey Lance. I
1: figured out how to do it.
2: (laughs) You remember uh, a couple – I don't remember what season, but there was – remember the kid uh, who's the son of the really rich guy in F1 whose dad bought a team? And then, like the one of the teams was going bankrupt, so then the kid was racing for that team. And at first, I was like, "This kid sucks. He's only racing for his dad." And then it was kind of clear, like, "Well, I don't think he's great, but I think he's better than the Williams team should be. Anybody that drives for Williams is just constantly trying to get out of Williams. Haas <laughs> might be the same.
1: Ferrari, when I watched, had some down years. I don't know how they did this year, but I felt like Ferrari. But Ferrari
2: had like the eighteen year old kid that was that I liked. What was that guy's name?
1: I don't A know. Really but they weren't timer. winning.
2: I liked him because if the cars red, it was cool.
1: Yeah, the the Niners car is not their issue. The the driver is a disaster. Now yeah, whatever you want you, to do the
2: F one analogy, the point is this. Sorry, just back to your the reason Trey Lance is here is because we all know that this is in the bag. We all know, and we know that the high end trade-off is not there. Like it's one thing to get the three interception game from Brett Favre because he can win you seven other games on his arm. But that's not Charles LeClerc. Yeah, that guy. He doesn't he drive for Ferrari? Or he did like uh, in 2019, which was like the last season of F1 I watched, I'm a little behind here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I always, I'll always, i be honest. Whenever I watched, I was always on multiple edibles, and I, I wasn't really <laughs> that locked in. <laughs> Besides Lewis and Verstappen. <laughs> but their car, like, think of what a lot of teams, like, what would the Bills, who have a huge game this weekend, they can't run the ball, do for the Niners' situation with some of their weapons? Like, they really just got digs. Now, Knox is all right, but he's not Kittle. You know, I mean, the Niners... Tonight, tonight. Would the Packers tonight. trade their skill guys for
2: the Diners' skill guys? The Packers. So it's Devontae, but you're getting Debo and
1: IU and Kittle. And Trent Williams. I guess they got Yari, but he's I said skill back guys, but if you
2: want to call Trent Williams a skill guy, fine. <laughs> 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 I like that. Well, I just think
1: you have to lump him in. He's like a Hall of Famer, you know?
2: But, no, I'm just saying, I think the Packers would trade Devontae for Debo, Kittle, right? Devontae and Valdez Scantling. And did,
1: did you see what Wink Martindale said? today about Devontae? Uh, no. What did he say? Well, they said, are you going to uh, install the same thing you did against Devontae against Jamar Chase? And he's like, well, Jamar Chase is not Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is a top two wide receiver and he's definitely not number two. So, but you're right. Like, ultimately, you know, it depends. I, I When you have a quarterback, like basically Aaron Rodgers, it does show you, like, you have A.J. Brown. Like, it was just A.J. Brown tonight. It was it. It was just... It was A.J. Brown versus like all the Niners on offense. But their problem is their guy, like Canny Hill, was playing well, Jimmy couldn't get them the ball. And it was just the offense is all thrown off. Now granted, like you saw tonight, one problem for Kyle's offense with Jimmy, because he's limited as a thrower, is I think the better opponent, and clearly the Titans are in, are in a different stratosphere than the Falcons. A little harder, now Jeff Wilson's running his ass off, but you're just not getting these huge runs couple of the big runs were like Debo Samuel making plays out of his ass. I thought tonight you missed Elijah Mitchell a little bit. Now, and gr- granted, I think Vrabel would say, you missed Elijah Mitchell? We're missing fucking t- – I got Julio on one leg. I- Derrick Henry's at home. <laughs> Look at who I'm playing with. That's where it's like that goes on the quarterback, so I'm not making any excuses because I'm just thinking about what the Titans are dealing with. They've been missing A.J. Brown. They haven't seen him in a month. Julio's been a shell of himself for two months. Derrick Henry's got a broken foot. And the Niners are complaining about Jeff Wilson. They have all these other guys like Jimmy, you just need to play kind of normal. Now, on the pick, the one thing you saw in the replay, and again, I had the last to defend Jimmy, did it slip out of his hands? Cause it it just kind of took a but does he have small hands? Does the ball consistently slip out of his hands? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think part of the problem
2: is that the 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 accumulation of mistakes means there's no rooms for error. So the second interception doesn't kill you if you don't have the first interception. The second one doesn't kill you if you hit if you hit the throw uh, uh, to use check when he's wide open, right? It's the accumulation of several plays in a game where you had room for error, it looked like, and then you gave it all
1: away. It, it crossed my mind. Now, I, I, I would have been totally for it and applauded it. I didn't think he was going to do it. When Jimmy threw the second pick and the game was unraveling, and I tweeted this like, you got to yank them. Now, you say that in baseball, or you say that in basketball, it's a little bit different in football. But, and and listen, that kind of unfair to the kid, throw them in situation, playoff team on the road. You talked about the Bears' place rocking. I I, I mean, there are probably a lot of Niner fans there, but that place felt loud watching it on TV, didn't
2: it? Yeah. Well, you heard the use check early chant, and I thought, oh, it must be a heavy Niner fan. And it was, obviously, but... Um, then a bunch of things happened in favor of the Titans and, and, uh, you know, it, it got loud for them too, which would have gone a to Lan- Could you have
1: gone Trey? to Lance after the pick? I
2: think Did it, it crossed your been. mind. Uh, it crossed my mind that it would cross my mind, but I would not have done it because I still think you had enough. I, I think Jimmy can still make you enough plays. The problem was you also were going to have to then get off the field.
1: I and- was waiting for Burkhart to be like, let's go down to the Niner sideline and, and they show a video. They show like the replay of Kyle looking at Trey and start warm
3: up. Just
2: got up. <laughs> we did Jimmy not get. <laughs> if, if I were having a pre-game meeting with the broadcast team, I'd be like, all right, fellas. I would turn to the director. And I'd go, Stan, I need more Shanahan reaction shots, please. I need Shanahan reaction replays.
1: If you don't want to cut to him live after the fourth down miss, after a pick, I need Shanahan reactions. So someone linked, maybe me and you, maybe just me on Twitter, of his reaction after Jimmy Fucked up the Ayuk throw of him going like this, and that's when he was in the up. background, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> he was. How, do you think he can even talk to Jimmy Garoppolo on the flight home? He hasn't slept all week. I mean, he's he's just no sleep. They're kicking their ass, and they lose the game by three points. And guy, I, I just to me that the that game is like, I, how do you take? Trust me, we all want to go to the playoffs. I want to talk about a playoff game. I can't pick the Niners to win a playoff game because if Bad Jimmy shows, you just you, you lose. It just, it's just is really that simple, <laughs> you know. You said you said you can't pick them to win a playoff game. Like here's the question: any quarterback they're going to play in the playoffs? Listen, Kyle can outcoach the coach. Kittle, Trent, Bosa, these guys will all belong. There is not a matchup six, you know, above six. Stafford, Kyler, Dak, Brady, Rodgers, where the other team doesn't have even little Kyler. He could, I mean, dramatic advantage. And he would be, him and Dak have done, I guess Stafford too, but if it's Rodgers with Brady, like, I don't care if Brady's throwing to me, you, Scotty Miller, and, you know, Mr. Vaccination Antonio Brown. Like, it's advantage Brady because Brady's not doing that guy. Yeah. Rodgers isn't doing that. Stafford might. but, but they're Rodgers
2: and Brady. I mean, it's it's that's most quarterbacks is sometimes, I to me, I, the, the difference between everyday starters, great quarterbacks, average quarterbacks, it's not the thing you can do one time. It's when do you do it one time and how often do you do all of the other things? You know, when Eli Manning hits Mario Manningham and one of the greatest throws in NFL history in the Super Bowl, like he did it at that moment in time. I think a lot of quarterbacks, if you gave him Seven years in the NFL can make that throw once, but would they make it enough times that they a starting quarterback who ends up in the Super Bowl and then makes that throw in the Super Bowl? No.
3: Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app because it's the easiest and most exciting way to get in on the action. While you watch your favorite players in sports, you just pick more or less on two or more player stats, and then the fun is on. Prize Picks has something for every sports fan from basketball to hockey to League of Legends. And everything in between. It's really simple to play. You make your picks, submit an entry in less than 60 seconds. I'll do it at halftime of a basketball game. And I also have some season long, more or less picks on MLB homers. You may remember, I've got less on Otani homers this year. We'll see. And at halftime of your next NBA blowout game, just jump on and go, ah, Steph Curry more than 11 points in the second half. It'll change the game for you. Download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50. For a first deposit match of up to $100. That's HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Price picks. Pick more. Pick less. It's that easy. ButcherBox.com slash HAM and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at ButcherBox.com slash HAM. Been telling you about it for years.
1: Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo
0: code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.
2: High level play is what separates guys. You can get a good game from a lot of guys. A lot of guys. There are more than 30 guys in the NFL that can win you a football game once, but not that can win you nine or ten. There's not. And so whatever. I mean, I think we've known this whole year if you got to, even at the beginning of the year, I think you and I very early, the idea that this was a Super Bowl team.
1: But but this go this goes back to the Trey thing with your Eli analogy. Because Jimmy doesn't even have those freaky great plays in him, really. Right. Well, what was the game a couple of weeks ago we had that long throw to the sideline to
2: Ayuk. Uh I mean, outside the goal. numbers. It was a very good throw. It was out of character. Oh uh, yeah,
1: a... between between the honey hole, right? <laughs> yeah. It was like yeah. between yeah. the corner the and hole. the back safety. So <laughs> wasn't that a Musgrave comment? Yeah. Yeah. Hit the uh, honey the, hole? uh yeah, that, that was a musgrave. <laughs> that was a Musgrave. Um it, maybe it was
2: the Bangle. Maybe it was
1: the Bengal game, but But you but that's I mean, wouldn't you say in the NFL, like the deep out between the corner and the safety is like... Yeah, it's alarming I don't say that that throw is that unusual. <laughs> yeah, but your, your thing of like Eli doing a crazy play, and this goes back to the Trey thing, the Niners don't have extraordinary. So they just have, Jimmy can be just really solid. He can just be really solid. But that's like his ceiling is just really solid. The problem is his floor... He can mix in a little uh, really solid, like I'm going to do with some cinnamon on my uh, white Russian. That's what the YouTube told me to do. But he also has this floor, which is like hitting defenders in stride. I mean, in stride where you're watching going, even balls that don't get picked. He has balls that don't get picked that look, we consume a lot of football. Everyone listening consumes a lot of football. Like, obviously, you expect, and I I tweeted this. I made a joke about Zach Wilson. I said the only way the Niners lose is if Jimmy doesn't just hit basic throws like Zach Wilson can't do and turn it over, and he didn't do either. So it's like when his rudimentary basic stuff kind of falls off a cliff, which I guess that's where the great – like, Rodgers, that happens once a season. Jimmy, that can happen half the games. And then if he can just avoid the picks, his team's good enough, they're going to win half those games. And then the other games he'll be fine and, you know, they can get to 10 or 11. The problem this year is Jimmy's, when he's a little off, sometimes it bleeds way closer to being like, oh my, is this guy playing like a bottom five, six quarterback in the league right now? He's had stretches in games this season against good teams. Part of it, they just played a lot of playoff teams where it it has cost him games, right? And you're right, because he had the first couple drives, he was fine before the pick, but he can just have these series that look like Zach Wilson that look like Trevor Lawrence right now, that look like, you know, just, I can't even think of really shitty, I don't even, Davis Mills actually playing pretty well. You know, just say really bad quarterbacks, Daniel Jones, right? And he, and those series, it's three and out doesn't kill you. Like the Niners would have died for three and out, right? On the ball that he threw the pick. Go three and out. His, he hits the fucker in stride. And then all of a sudden it's like, are they at like the fifth 22 yard line right now? (laughs) And then and then the whole place erupts, and then Vrabel starts getting sweet, and then he's like, get eleven in the game, and then eleven starts plucking balls out of the air. (laughs) It's like like, AJ Brown plus
2: a Julio in eleven plus Antonio Brown. Yeah. Uh Florio apparently tweeted in one half the Niners went from wow, they can get to the Super Bowl to and a picture of Gilligan from an from a very old TV show, some of you may know. Uh, no,
1: no no one was
2: talking about them going to the Super Bowl. What are you talking well, about? Well, no, no. They, they was somebody were, talking about them going to the Super Bowl? Well,
1: I think they were gaining a lot of momentum as, like, the team no one would want to fuck with in the playoffs and, like, watch out the Niners are coming. I think them and the Colts are playing that game. I I don't know, Super Bowl, but it's like, this is a team that's red hot, that's playing well. Yeah. I would say that first, when it's 10-0, I, I you, you got to be thinking, like, this team could, I got a couple texts, 11-6 and six is on the table. Well, yeah, but that's different than
2: going to the Super Bowl. This is my point on Jimmy. It's You can't go well, cause all you the because you weren't thinking about the bad Jimmy. You hadn't th- saw a bad Jimmy in th- no, four days. No, no, names. no, I'm saying if you had said to me after that first drive, like, well, could they go to the Super Bowl? I'd have said, no, no, they can't go. They can't do all of that because you can't get that many.
1: In the playoffs, You only it's one and done. You're out. And every, t- and every team you're playing is like the Titans, but even probably better. And you're not getting a bye. So, no, you're not going all the way.
2: With that second, by the way, I'm just talking about the quarterback. With that secondary, no, I mean, it, 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 you know, in the in the uh, with transparency in mind, I'll tell you a thought that crossed my head. That's a stupid thought. I killed it, but I thought let's share it here. We're hanging out. Would you Ask just
1: Deion Sanders to come back on one foot?
2: Would you just play Trey if you make the playoffs, Just play Trey Lance. Like we're not going all the way. Let's just get this guy a playoff game. See, guy, I don't hate that thought at all. Well, it might let's let us let us let that simmer. But that crossed my mind that I...
1: Well, our, our, tell me this. I got I got a take for you. Is it off the table to play Trey Lance against Houston and just see what you got, and then just you see be, if you can snowball it in? Uh, now they are. What do you mean? Start Trey Lance this week. What does snowball it in mean? Well, I'm just seeing. Then if you if you win, oh, and right? keep because him now it's in like the playoffs. Yeah, to me the playoffs this year right now? Obviously, it matters. It helps the resume. But I talk a lot of shit about coaches that, like, kick the field goal down 40 to nothing. Feel a little bit like that. You know, it's like, Kyle, you're on a long-term contract. I want you to make the playoffs. But also, like, what are we doing here? You kind of band-aid in the situation with a guy that you're going to cut. Are, are we opposed to starting Trey Lance next week against Houston?
2: Uh, it seems a little reactive to me. Again, in the I'm in the I'm I'm all about let's be open minded and let's think outside the box here. I do think if you've got a shot to make the well, playoffs. Well you have
1: to win the Texans game. That's part of it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. You gotta <laughs> win the and, and if you got a shot to make the playoffs, you should go make the playoffs. I do believe that. Just fundamentally.
1: I do too. I'm I'm yeah. I am i am i am not acting like it's the same thing as my forty my, my field goal. But like you just said, they're not winning the Super Bowl. They have no shot. And I think most teams, probably beside the Niners, let's say the Eagles get in. I bet most teams in the AFC would think they have a shot, shot, like have a legit shot. The Niners have no shot with Jimmy Garoppolo. He is not as good as he was two years ago. Maybe he is the same, but they can't circumvent him, right? Yeah. They can't. Yeah. And their weaknesses, I mean, they just – they can't cover anything. I mean, they they couldn't cover – I mean, if they were an umbrella, it would have broke, you'd be soaking wet, right? I mean, they just – they are – even Ambry Thomas, you know, he, he's kind of there, but again – uh, kind of a P.I. Kind of Mr. Corey says,
2: you you guys really say some dumb shit. Y'all know damn well Kyle isn't playing Trey Lance next week or any other week this season.
1: No, I'm not. Again, I'm not acting what Kyle, We know what Kyle's not going to do. I'm just saying, like, is it a legitimate discussion? Fuck yeah, it should be.
2: Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's a discussion because, you know, this is just us talking about sports. Guy, we're three legitimate? months
1: away. Less than three months. I saw they put out the calendar day. Free agency starts March 14th. Jimmy Garoppolo will be relieved of it. He will be cut if they can't trade him. They will cut him. So you are you are playing a guy to try to make a playoff that you will cut. No, yeah, no, understand. I'm not saying. I I know you do, but I'm just saying the conversation. Like there are a lot of variables in this thing that are kind of at play now. Ultimately, Kittle, Debo, Trent Williams, Nick Bosa, they deserve. Like you can't. You know, it's, it's hard, right? <laughs>
2: the other thing is. Uh, You uh, uh, you would like to um, you would like to preserve the tray hype for the season tickets in the off season, you know, for the PSLs that are.
1: I think I I think it'd be hard unless he had like a three pick game, right?
2: Yeah, I just you would you know you want you're (laughs) gonna need that build up after you get bounced in the first round or miss the playoffs after like a seven team tiebreaker puts football team in or something like that.
1: So you you can deal with
2: that another year.
1: At this point, if the Niners get into a situation, let's just say they play Dallas. Assuming, I mean, they still got to win some games to get in the playoffs. And they, they have some tiebreakers that might not go their way. It's impossible to do because, like, the Eagles can still lose any game. The Saints could easily lose to uh, that Saints-Miami game. pretty big, actually, now Monday, Monday night. night. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, who, who did the what's Vikings his name, play this
2: week? What's-his-name is starting the game. Uh, Ian Book is starting the game for the Saints, so that's very losable
1: for the Saints. Uh, Minnesota plays the Rams. I mean, all these teams could lose. To me, the team that's probably not going to lose would be the Eagles who play the Giants.
2: <laughs> yeah, at home.
1: But again, the Eagles, are they truly good enough to just be lock in every win? Now the Giants are just playing pretty poorly and their quarterback situation. Daniel Jones is a disaster, but you see, he's on injured reserve, so they got to go Glennon or some random guy. It's just well, what's his Turner name Eagle from Georgia? League. Oh, yeah, Jake Fromm, right? Jake Fromm.
2: We could have Jake Fromm and Ian Book starting on the same weekend.
1: So the Niners might be okay, but do you, do you think that there's, there was 19 seconds? Oh, sorry.
2: There was and 19 seconds. To, Go ahead, read it.
1: I mean, I think that's fair. There were 19 seconds. I didn't want it to lead to a turnover and give them anything.
2: At the end of the first half. But who? Yeah. But
1: he does that a lot. I mean, that's I don't blame him. Yeah. If, the, if this sucked, and I, I saw Tim Kawakami right, like, what did people think? They were going to make a run for the Super Bowl? And I'd say, no. I mean, people were getting excited, but I think this game in a vacuum was a pretty big gut punch <laughs> because it, it wasn't even about the Super Bowl. And when you're kicking ass, you just naturally get some crazy thoughts. But it was like, we're playing really well we're going to cruise to like 10 wins. Can we get to 11 and six and like have a pretty good shot to going from a Seattle type loss to now going, how can I trust like the next week? No one's going to put any stock into the, like Jimmy can throw three touchdowns and he won't. But if he did, like no one cares. Right. But you have a playoff game. Let's say they lost a playoff game. Very similar to this. And this goes back to the Trey thing about playing him. And again, I, I understand they're not going to play him. But you have a playoff game. Let's say you're playing the Cowboys. And you get up a situation like that, 10, 13 to nothing, right? And then you lose some a simil, similar situation where it just feels like Jimmy fucks you with a little mix-in of Hightower in there as well. But specifically Jimmy <laughs> throws a pick-six to Diggs has like a fumble six to parse. It's just a disaster in the second half and they lose. It's one of those, like, we just had a gut punch, like we did several times all season, and now this guy's just gone. So, I, and I get the, the, your best players, especially, I think, Fred Warners. I think the last two weeks, Fred's had some, like, oh, that, a little Bowman-ish, just flying around, crushing folks, cracking skulls. Like he, Not quite that, right? But he just, he was flying around. And Bosa, all, Tart. I mean, Tart, these guys are playing their ass off. It's just like, oh, over. <laughs> and then, it's like, and then, and then, guy, we're talking mid January, right? Because their last game's the ninth. So the next week is middle of January. We are two months away from free agency. Just cut, over. It's like, oh, it well, then we start
2: just, talking about their, uh, you know, fourth the, round pick.
1: Well, I know how we can do it, but I'm just saying, like, if you're just, you're just like, we're just going, we're just letting Jimmy take the ship down.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I know what it would look like if you're down 13 to nothing. I, uh, maybe
1: it was no, no, no. You're, was up, it? you're up. You're up. Oh, you're 13 up. What I'm saying. What okay, I'm saying sorry. is like it's a similar situation. Like you come, you're like God. Kyle's got a sweet plan. Left, right, yeah, touchdown, yeah, field yeah. goal, and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh my God, Jimmy pick six to digs. You know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and well, the I Cowboy mean,
1: stadium's going crazy. Jerry's going crazy. It's. <laughs> um, you, we all can envision it, right? Parson sacks what, Jimmy. What percentage wide.
2: chance right now? Do you think? And I, we don't know, right? This is a total guess. But like, what's the likelihood that Jimmy gives them a better chance to win? Let's just say Thursday night that Jimmy gave them a better chance to win than Trey Lance.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I.
2: Well, I mean, what do you think? It's eighty percent, ninety percent, seventy percent that that's the most that that's likely.
1: Well, young guys make uh, incremental, imp- you know, improvements fast, so it's hard to like, the trade we saw might be a different trade now. I, I think it's hard to do that. Yeah. He does give them a better chance. He just knows more football. But if he doesn't know where the ball's going, does it matter?
2: Once you've gotten to this point of the season, part of playing Trey Lance early in a season is like, we're going to play him for 15 games, or we're going to play him for 11 games, and by the end, this is going to be worth it, right? By the time you get to the end of the year, by the time you get to a playoff game, what are you really getting out of it?
1: Just some, just more I don't points know, on just, the wall. Yeah, I don't hate I, Look, I don't hate Look.
2: There is no scenario where Trey Lance comes on the field and I go, boo, I'm not doing that.
1: I, but I do I, understand.
2: I, I think it's easy to say go to Trey, and I do get why he is stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo. Well,
1: if I was in the Trey camp, I would say that would be pretty unfair to just throw him into the third quarter of a game versus a playoff team on the road in a short week. I yeah. agree. But my point is, like the Texans, easy landing spot into the Rams, into a playoff game there is just a runway there. If you wanted to have the conversation, I, my, I guess my ultimate point, I don't think if like, again, who's it's not like John Lynch and Jed are going to call Kyle for a conversation. But if the conversation was to be had, I don't think it's crazy. I, I, I think it's it's an understandable conversation, even if ultimately they said no, and this is no. Which is I,
2: I, which is to me what I think a defendable answer is no, a defensible answer is no. We're not doing that.
1: They're lucky We've Christmas this and they far. have a Thursday night game. I don't think Kyle's going to be able, he wouldn't be able to look at Jimmy for at least like four or five days. <laughs> you th- can you think about this guy? And this is, I, I text, I text you the picture. I texted to another buddy too that does the SEC that did Auburn forever. And now he obviously does UCF too in that area of Gus Melzon. And Gus, classic. I mean, the amount of men, what would you say the age is? Over 40, over 45 that dye their hair? Uh, I think 45, you're probably still salt. And, you've probably still
2: got both. You know what I mean? 50? But I guess you could still do that on the. Yeah, it feels to me. I don't
1: really know, like 48. So guys with full head of hair in their late 40s slash early 50s, high percentage of people dye their hair. If you if you see a guy with very dark, normal hair. Mm. I'm saying if you don't see any gray. It's not natural at like 62 yeah. to have dark yeah, hair. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So turns out Gus Malzahn, faking us all out and unlike Nick who's like 70 that or coach K that you know is doing it. I always thought Gus looked good. Turns out he's completely gray. But then they show the picture of him he just looks worn out, destroyed. This guy's coaching the SEC for like a decade. And these coaches, they they lead look at that, such fucked up lifestyles. I I I I have nothing but admiration for their energy, love, and dedication toward the sport. And nothing says it more on a Thursday week, especially late in the season. Uh, There's not enough Adderall coffee that could keep you focused. And somehow they do it. Kyle slept at the office. Can you imagine, Guy, spending all week sleeping at the office, developing a game plan in a massive game against another playoff team and having that happen to you as the offensive play caller slash head coach? Uh,
2: Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it happen to them before.
1: No, I know. But but I'm just saying specifically short week when you don't sleep. And you
2: nailed how, it. You did. You nailed it. You did it. How mad you would be. Although Kittle did only get three targets. I don't know who's to blame for that.
1: He also had about four flinches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I just shave it. I'm sorry. I, I, I would keep that. No, I'm kidding. I would keep it too.
2: It's just shave it. It's more fun to say than save it.
1: Does Kittle or Trent Williams, when they jump off sides, really bother you that much? Because to me, it's like, ah. Eh, well, that's what happened.
2: Trent Williams jumps off side on fourth and one. Jimmy throws a pass incomplete on fourth and six. It's like, Jimmy, it's all his fault. It's like, well, what about the flinch on fourth and one? What?
1: what's well, like when Steph turns the ball over, what are you going to do? Bench him? You know? Well,
2: exactly. Like when people spent last weekend, there was a period of time on the internet where people were really upset that Tom Brady didn't get a taunting penalty for running over to the uh, sideline
1: of who they play. They played the Saints. He was at the, the assistant Saints. coach. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh,
2: I'm sorry. We, we need... It, Tom gets treated differently than Cassius Marsh. Oh no, let's stop that! Like, get out of here. Of course. So yeah, you're right, Trent. Uh, Trent, and you know, I thought Greg Olson made a great point. Well,
1: what, about, what about what about Wisnowski punt into the? Uh, pretty sure that the Wisnowski loud, punt
2: <laughs> was bad. No, but how about the Trent Williams the face mask penalty after the guy Bud Dupree was offsides. So when Trent puts his arms up, Dupree's like, buy him. Of course he got a face mask, right? You shouldn't get a face mask on the guy who's
1: offsides. That are of those is, not I, I didn't even know that was a rule. When they they're like, because Greg Olson's like, what are they talking about? I'm like, what, what are they talking about? It was clear. Pretty sure Jimmy did not throw the ball either. He ran. It's like, Jimmy, you got a free fucking play. Now, granted, it wouldn't have mattered. What was Trent Williams supposed to do? Let him hit Jimmy? Kyle's probably would like. Let him hit him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Run. <laughs> what was he supposed don't to do, slide! guy? You can't jump off sides and then get a penalty on the offensive player, can you? Because they weren't even offsetting. Because the I, don't I, mask I don't think is... I've ever seen that before in the NFL. Have you? Yeah,
2: not all not all free plays uh, free plays are free.
1: Did you know that the offsetting penalty, if one is bigger than the other, that doesn't happen like that?
2: Well, it's like I think because the you know the fifteen yarders are like severe penalties, right?
1: The face masks and the P. Know, personal I, fouls.
0: Personal well, fouls. The, yeah.
1: Pi is not guaranteed fifteen yards. You're right. But because But if, dead, I, like, hold, if like, I hold, if I hold you, ball. if I hold you, that's a ten yard penalty, and you get a pi. Are those offsetting? Should be. It feels like it is. Yeah. Yeah. Even or like P. If, P. if he had held yards, or if he had yards.
2: held Dupree, that those would have been offsetting, right? The offsides in the in the hold. Yeah. Uh, G on the stream says, can you guys talk about the real story tonight? Greg Olson sitting on his microphone while talking to the camera
1: <laughs> guy told me I was going to take a piss. I didn't hear it.
2: So for those of you who missed it, they turn to the camera late crunch time and, uh, Burkhardt's like, Greg, what a game. And Greg's like moving his hands all excited. And Burkhart looks over. He's like, I think you're sitting on your cough button. I knew immediately what had happened. Because it, it happened one time with me, I was doing a game with Steve Lavin, and he put his phone down on his cough button. And the producer was like, "Why can't I hear Steve?" I'm like, "Oh, because his phone is on the cough button." So, but Greg had sat down because what happens in the game? They're facing the field. They're like, are we going to put you guys on camera? So they turn around, you know. They turn around. The field is behind him, They're just moving some stuff. They, they oh, you know, so he just kind of sat on the desk. Yeah, he just probably. turned around and sat down. You know, like that. And, uh, yeah, and he was sitting sense. on his on his on his cough button, which cuts your mic off. So yeah, that was funny. Greg Olson's really good. We got some other things to talk about it from this game, but I think he's fantastic. That, that, that's, a good, end. that's a good. That's a good crew. Yeah, Burkhart's awesome. That's a good crew. Uh, but tight ends, they know the run game, they know the pass game, they know blocking. They just Witten, Wittenfeld
1: didn't know much. Good point. Good point. <laughs> good point. <laughs> Doesn't always work. I think uh, Greg is. I think Greg is just kind of a natural slash he did get a lot of reps remember when he was playing in his like off weeks he would do games <laughs> so it's like he was I'd Again, forgotten but they they panned Lynch and, and Greg was like yeah I took Lynch's job <laughs> you know maybe I'll become a GM next time I didn't catch that part because he, he didn't say like, I, but he's like, John Lynch. Is that just was the Burkhart
2: scene. was on the John Lynch crew or yeah. vice versa. Yeah. yeah.
1: So they've done that. That crew has just been pretty, that's gotta be one. Wouldn't you say one of the better it's national awesome. crews in all of sports? Yeah. Burkhart Lynch, now Burkhart Olsen. Like it's just, yeah. who complains when you watch that game and we Nobody. always complain over announcers.
2: <laughs> all right. Other things from the game, game reactions that were not Jimmy related. Okay. Um, <sighs> You okay? You sound like you're ready to begin. Go ahead.
1: They shanked the punt, and I fifty people like you can't put this on High Tower. I say this all the time. We don't ever put if Robbie misses a kick or if the punter fucks up. So we are acknowledging he has nothing to do with a kicker or a punter. They the first kick or the second kickoff of the game. They took it to like the 45 and early in the game. Luckily, the Titans offense was in shambles, but it's just 39. The f- guy. They're special teams. I guess Green Bay is really bad. I'm sorry. Green Bay is so good as a team. Like, so what? They screw up on special teams every once in a while. Not what about, about the wishnowski
2: punt that Juwan Jennings caught at
1: like the three? But there was a play that Brandon Ayuk was supposed to catch it at like the eight. He, he moved and then it gets down at the two. I think that was pretty bad. I mean, it's just consistently, just always something in his unit. You want to blame him or not? His unit, shank punt, ball pinned at the two on him. It, part pinned at the is two. Like, pinned at the two. You got to say pin, they pinned well, at the two. Well, they didn't pin one, but wh- why do their returners, you concluded, always feel like. They, they feel like. Has anyone told these guys what to do? It feels like, like
2: they like, haven't practiced a punt return all week.
1: Yeah, Brandon, go, go freelance this shit, dog. Just see what happens. And <laughs> Brandon's just. I don't really. I like Brandon Ayuk a lot. Don't love him there. I'd like to maybe the off-season project. Let's just get a guy to do that and yeah. take him off that. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: let's not have four and a half guys.
1: But does he feel like a natural for you back there? Because for
2: me, no, I'm, feels very uncomfortable. And there was, was no sun forced. in his eyes tonight. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised you started with the special teams, but I guess I shouldn't be surprised that you started with the special teams. The early part of the game when they they score, they kick. Big return and just my mentions, my just nothing but high tower, high tower, high tower, high tower, high tower. So we were off to a good start. It's a social Um,
1: movement, social media. It
2: has, it has caught on. It has definitely caught on. Um, You know, I thought early in the game, there I use the word ravenous. Their defensive front was ravenous. They, there was nothing Tennessee could do up front to slow them down. They tried to run a screen early, like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna. You know, we're going to make them think about cutting it loose and rush, rushing uh, Ryan Tannehill. They threw the screen, and that thing got gobbled up in eight oh, seconds. I mean, eight destroyed. milliseconds. It was yeah. it was brutal. And then the game kind of settled down, and they were incredible. I mean, incredible on third and long. I don't have the distance numbers. Um, the third down numbers were off the charts for Tennessee. They were 9 of 16. It felt like of those nine, eight of them were on third and 10 or third and 11. It was wild
1: their drive where they turned to score 10-10, yeah. third and seven, A.J. Brown, third and 10, A.J. Brown, third and seven, A.J. Brown. <laughs> and it was just, a couple of them were tightly contested, other ones, it felt like he was kind of open. He, to me, he kind of went NBA player, like, motherfucker, I'm taking this thing over. Because Julio was a non-factor, and everyone was a non-factor in the game. I mean, what was his final number? 11 for 145 in a tug? Honestly, it felt more. 11, yeah, yeah. 16 targets, 11 catches, 145. It felt like
2: if you told me the targets were the catches, 16,
1: I'd believe you. Just a man child. Like that was, we had talked all week what his status was going to be. He was eligible to return, hoping like, you know, still feeling some pain. Maybe I have has to miss another. When it was like he's back, and he just clearly Julio is a shell of himself right now. But A.J. Brown was like healthy in return. Like that was fair to say beside Jimmy. Being shitty, AJ was a huge swing difference in the game. Obviously, yeah, I mean,
2: yeah. I still think better Jimmy beats him, but yes, AJ Brown was fantastic.
1: He's just a monster, an absolute monster. Like he's better than DK. It's not even a not even a debate now. It, he you, just does you more You know the stuff. Hi, you know the you know the hierarchy of the second round picks, right now and three years ago, it goes AJ Debo and then DK. Like I am watching, yeah, like D. 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 DK's body go. language looks terrible. Like it's just yeah.
2: Debo's past him. But Russell looks bad too. But I mean, still should be better than Tannehill.
1: God Debo uh, at nine for one fifty five. He was fantastic again. Yeah, it? and
2: five carries for thirty two yards. So he was over six yards a carry. Debo I, I every don't one of them
1: tossed to him is gonna get him killed.
2: Well, I like at least they ran that one kind of misdirection, he didn't get hit. Every run play, the play should be called murder something, because it just it's a murderous run.
1: How about the quick screen they ran to him that looked like he was gonna get negative five and he juked the corner? and then all the guys were coming, and he cuts back in, and he gets three yards on a play that I would say there might be a couple players in the NFL that even sniff getting back to the line of scrimmage. Half the league gets destroyed. That's, that was a remarkable play by Debo yeah. Samuel on this. Yeah,
2: I, He's got this like Frank Gore quality where he doesn't... I always thought Frank, you know, a two-yard loss would become a one-yard gain. He just at least could get something out of nothing. And Debo, for a non-running back is incredible at it. I mean, just even for a running back. Most running backs don't do it. hes You could make the case. Somebody said, are you sure A.J.'s better than Debo? AJ, Debo's better for the 49ers than A.J. Brown would be. They're different
1: players. A.J. Brown is an elite player. <laughs> he Just on TV, he looks 6'5", 240.
2: Yeah, it? like who would put up bigger numbers with Aaron Rodgers? I think A.J. Brown would. Yeah. But... You know, they're, they're just, a bad they're, offensive, they're, put it this way, like I think a bad offensive coordinator and a good offensive coordinator could do great things with A.J. Brown. I think you need a better play caller probably to f- do things with Debo. You just throw jump balls to A.J. Brown.
1: Yeah, man, I think A.J. Brown is a true elite outside guy. Debo is one of the most unique players I've ever seen. Like I I, I think it's very hard to compare. Like, D, I don't look at Debo like I do Devontae Adams or A.J. Brown or Justin Jefferson even though he is a very, very productive wide receiver. uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm glad the Niners have a, D, uh, Debo Samuel. I mean, he was drafted ahead of him, and he's living up to the hype this year. But one thing that stood out to me, Guy, and I, I learned this when I was in the NFL, is that when you, when you drop in coverage, in zone coverage, especially your linebackers, right? Because the linebackers are usually, like, if it's like a five- or seven-step drop, they drop, like, eight to ten yards and they just kind of stop there in the middle and then the corners are all kind of chasing the wide receivers. And like, listen, Fred Warner is a smart player. They have smart players. But we used to talk about this a lot. Are you a robot? you just go like, I got five yards of depth and three yards to the left and then I get my spot? Well, part of it is like you got to be a football player. Their guys just go stop and then the guys just sit there in the zones and even Fred would have to react like part of it is there's got to be a blend of, and this is where Fred is not Bowman or Willis, of like instinctual as a zone dropper to not just be killing grass. And it feels sometimes their middle-of-the-field defenders that are their linebackers that happen to be really athletic just stop their feet and just kill grass. And and, and, the guy, and it's just like, then there'll be a split second, they'll tackle them. But it's like you got to it's a hard balance of just, you know, the coaching points of you can't just stare at the quarterback and there's a balance of like staring at the quarterback, working your eyes. It feels like their guys just kind of get locked in and stop and they can just get shredded. Even, I'm not even talking about the outside lighting up their, you know, number 20. I'm just talking about when you give up those easy downs, their their corners aren't good enough. It just puts them at too big of a disadvantage because that play too, when I can hit the middle of the field, I can get the ball out of there faster than Bosa and the crew can't get there. Right?
2: Yeah. It feels like it's a defense that that emphasizes tackling over playing the football.
1: Yeah. Like they don't want to give up big plays, which I'm not opposed to, but there's got to be a balance of being instinctual and just sitting there at eight and a half yards of depth in the middle of the field in your spot. (laughs) Cause like, Some dude with seven names, fifteen, is standing three yards away from you, just standing there like this. It's like, well, Fred, yeah, I get on the whiteboard. Almost made that play. And you've been taught and you are perfectly exactly where they've circled it on the whiteboard where you're supposed to stand. But the guy is right there. You know? He's standing right next to you. And you're kind of looking at him at the corner of your eye, but you're locked in on Tannehill, and then he just throws it, then you tackle him. Then it's like first down, keep it moving.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of, oh, I'm baiting the quarterback here by everybody. And then you're just not the guy can get the football there. Uh, I mean, Josh Norman and Ambry Thomas, this is a combination unseen before, uh, on most football teams. I mean, it is how somehow they both end up on AJ Brown, which of course they do. Well, that, Downing's, to Downing's the same results going
1: back and forth. <laughs> it's
2: like, Downing, you're gonna move him around. He's like, I don't know what difference does it make.
1: It doesn't make a difference,
2: it really didn't. I mean, he did whatever he wanted, no matter where he went. Somehow, the offside's, the offsides single free coverage. play
1: up in the air was an all timer.
2: That was. And you just knew when the ball. Didn't you know when the ball's in the air? Something was bad 11? was about that. Well, just that it was. Yeah, just that. I knew something bad was going to happen because it. it was a
1: 20 side. I was just kind of praying, like, please don't be A.J. Brown. Please don't be. And then once it pans to him, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> 20 is.
2: He's there, right? He is he wants- there. I said that the last game. He's there, but he's not maybe it's the weight room he was there the pass the pass he broke up i mean it was pass interference i thought in the end zone yeah pretty textbook back turn hits the arm before the ball gets there i mean it doesn't get
1: they don't you know you see the ram seattle game that happened and then uh, they don't call it always yeah it's just but but to your point
2: like pass interference or not he was there i guess the question is there's half the battle i mean josh norman's not there so if we're looking for compliments he's there does it turn into the next level which is playing the football better i don't know
1: well i mean big picture this offseason they've drafted a couple i mean corner is is a disaster for their team because how could you think that ambry thomas and and lenore just going to be able to start and be solid you're going to have to sign multiple corners in free agency right is there a chance that you try to sign a big time corner and keep pay some guy a lot of money? I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have to do something because their corner situation. I, I don't watch the Lions and the Jet. I mean, th- obviously those teams are atrocious, but of all the teams that are eight plus wins, I, I I can't imagine if we did like a film study breakdown, the Niners wouldn't be the worst group of all the teams is going to have a winning record, right? Of the yeah. defensive backfield. Yep. And the Bucks, you know, they're down to like their seventh. The Niners, I, I mean, I, obviously they have some injuries, but I mean, Josh Norman has now started what? It feels like the entire season. I mean, since like week two. like He's been the full-time starter all season. Varek so, got hurt he's week been one. The, well, I mean,
2: you'd say this, like the retrospective of 2022, He he's their most consistent starter at cornerback. He'll play, I would imagine he'll play the most snaps at cornerback on the team, oh,
1: right? for sure. 100%. Uh,
2: it feels Stephon, like...
1: Doesn't it feel like Josh Norman, Jimmy Ward are just on the field the whole time? Like, those two DBs are just, they're always on the Like, those those guys never come off. Tart's been hurt. Yeah. You know, Lenore, they had to rotate. Mosley, they've had some different guys over there. Deontay Johnson feels like 26 and one. And one's Have, fine. I kind of like gotta, um, You got to keep
2: an eye this weekend on the, uh, uh, what game is it? Bucks the bucks panthers game john uh watch some stefan gilmore and uh, see if maybe you ca- wanna... is that a leather carolina panthers hat <laughs> it, it it definitely is where did you get that <laughs> my parent my dad brought me an old box this weekend uh, this was purchased uh, in ingerlick turkey in like uh, 1994 probably were they even a team you think when you bought that hat? Yeah, they were a team. Maybe it was ninety six. Maybe it was actually it was probably like ninety six, ninety seven. So they were a new team, and uh, a lot of leather goods can be purchased in Turkey. And I got this leather Panthers hat found in a little this. box today.
1: If you were, let's say, lived in Carolina, it just turned out you had just been a Carolina pan- and you had had that hat. That would be something you would like wear to game, right? If you were like a season ticket holder, you would wear that hat occasionally to a game. Like that'd be a sweet relic. <laughs> probably hot. Is it warm?
2: I mean, it's leather. It feels good. Nice and yeah, soft. You know, you know, in. I'm, I'm talking like
1: post-November.
2: I don't think the Panthers... Uh, I don't think Jerry Richardson got a cut of this hat. I don't think it's uh, official,
1: but... Who, who do you think made that thing? Pops leather. For where my was, dad got a leather, a leather. I remember my
2: hat. dad got a leather coat there. Uh, So watch Stefan Gilmore. I mean, who... Like, I guess the point is, who are the the the... You know, how do you shore that up quickly? Patrick Patrick's retain would have been nice, but we can't live in the path, past.
1: Yeah, I mean, you couldn't. I mean, you took Trey Lance. Problem is like, you know, corners like tackles, like the sweetest wide receivers don't just like, oh, this year uh, seven all pro wide uh, corners on the market. That's <laughs> not usually how it rolls. You know, J.C. Jackson, the dude for the Patriots, the free oh, yeah. agent, guess what? Bill ain't just letting him walk. (laughs) I mean, he'll either extend him or franchise him. Like he ain't going anywhere.
2: You're going to have to find corners the way they've, they've built that the way they've, I mean, I was thinking, watching this game, like the way they've built that defensive line, they do deserve a lot of credit for that defensive line. The way they built it, the way they coach it, the way they, the whole thing, right? The way they
1: rotate it. Text from a scout on your theory about Amory Thomas needs a weight room. This guy goes through Michigan, thinks they have one of the better strength coaches in the entire country.
2: Well, Jeff Schwartz just delivered them the uh, O-line group of the year. Yeah, what's that? The, is it the Morris Trophy? But didn't he give it to them all? Yeah, the group gets it. It's like uh, it's a it's a trophy oh. just for a group. So it's not the Morris Trophy. The Joe Moore Award. That's the one. Turns out there's only one. I was texting Jeff because I saw a photo. Did you see the photo of them? The Michigan O-linemen in the weight room with the Moore, the Moore Award behind them? I saw a couple photos, but I don't know if I saw that one. It's like the size of like an old projection screen television. It's humongous. I was like, the award, the award, the award is, yeah. It's like a tro. The trophy has five offensive linemen on it. And then it's on like a credenza. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like a China cabinet. Like, bro, how do you, he's like, oh, you, it it dry. it It stays at your facility for a year. He said that Michigan's weight room is one of the greatest things he's ever seen. I'm just telling you, Ambry Thomas when the moment comes for strength, ain't got it. So I don't know. Yeah.
1: Well, he did opt out. And When he was there, he might not have been a big believer in that thing. Doesn't it make sense? Like, what do, you th- what do you think? Harbaugh, you know, hammers home to his group. You think he's talking like days off or you think he's hammering home the weight room, <laughs> right? I would imagine Harbaugh's strength coach, because wasn't it forever? Saban's guy made like a million dollars. I wouldn't be shocked if Michigan's is a top two or three paid in the country, the strength yeah. conditioning coach.
2: Yeah. You don't win the you you don't win the offensive line of the year award group if you can't build strength. I'm just something. But anyway, no, so this I'm person with, No, I'm I'm with Is it. this
1: guy watching Ambry Thomas? Is he watching what I'm seeing? Well, this guy does not like him. Doesn't oh, okay. think he can play. Didn't like him before the draft. You didn't did not or, like him as a brother, You know,
2: before the season. Yeah. Um yeah, man. I I Robbie Gold, I said I, it's, it it's it hit me today. It's like watching Brian Wilson. It's like on paper, you know, some crew comes from out of ten, like, Wilson, 47 of 49 save opportunities this year. It's like, yeah, man, he must be lights out. It's like, nah. <laughs> you remember we used to do interviews when we would do a local radio show with, like, national people? It's It'd always be funny because you'd bring on national people and then just ask them questions about the team that you watch every day yeah. when they cover the whole league. Like, you know, what do you guys think of the Giants? Like, well, you know, the one thing, you know, you can rely on Brian Wilson. It's like, nah. But that's what it says on paper. So there's no stat that tells you where the extra point gets hit down the middle or just through the upright. But if we had that, I'd love to see that stat because it doesn't feel like down the straight down the gullet is. is Who was the, the case.
1: Australian dude for uh, for the A's that was a roller coaster Liam too? Hendricks. Oh no no no, not Liam. No, Hendricks. before him. Um, when you uh, first got Val- there, Grant Balfour. Yeah, Balfour. But what wasn't his numbers a lot better than it actually once you lived through him? Yeah, I think that's safe to say. He will. I don't. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. Yeah. Wouldn't Jimmy fall under that category of a closer? Yeah. Like if his numbers this year, I I heard someone say it was Michael Lombardi, who has two sons. I mean, coach in the league. Obviously, he worked in the league forever. And I don't know if this has been some narrative that Jimmy Garoppolo said Jimmy Garoppolo is having the best year of his career. I was like, well, I don't think he is. He threw 27, 24 touchdowns. The Super Bowl year. Now, granted, he's only has eight picks this season.
2: No, did Would you say twenty-seven? Well, he's 27? No, he's got ten
1: picks now. Well, yeah, well he had eight, he had he was eighteen and eight coming into the game, so now he's yeah. nineteen and ten. Yeah. What did he have that Super Bowl year? Twenty-seven, 27 and, and thirteen. I feel like Jimmy was a little bit more consistent that year. Is that fair? I just don't feel like the ball was is him airmailing as much. Now, granted, they were better on defense. It's they probably not the ball, apples. They to ran apples. the ball better. Do you feel like he's having a career year? <laughs> well, you know my answer to that. But I think statistically, you know, the stats. Look. This is another, this is another thing I learned. But I learned this specifically in the draft. Because you could have guys be like, Oh my God, you see this guy in the Big Ten. 13 sacks for Minnesota. And then you like dive deep in. Seven of the sacks were against Holy Cross and Cal Poly. And then he got two more against Minnesota when they were missing their right tackle. And they had a walk-on start and he tripped and he was unblocked in both of them. You're like, well, nine of his 13 sacks, he was untouched. And it's, it's the one sport. Like, I do think... If you got Billy, you got Farhan, you got, you know, Friedman, the high-level guys, they could box score scout players in baseball, right? You give them spreadsheets, you give them information, they do not actually need to watch the game. Basketball's somewhere in the middle. I think basketball's closer to football. You cannot box score scout football. You, You can't do it. I mean, if you see a guy with 17 carries and 300 yards, like, yeah. I mean, there are specific instances but I think quarterback and definitely defense, but quarterback, you got to watch the games because especially, and Steve Young has gone on this rant, Brady's gone on this rant in 2021. It's like completion percentage, like, what the fuck does that mean? I heard Bill Simmons was talking about it. I might just get ESPN Plus, partly because they're going to have sweet golf coverage starting next year, but that's where uh, the man in the mirror or whatever Brady's deal is called what's it called Yeah, the, the man in the arena have you watched any of that
2: no i want to i don't have
1: espn plus i had
2: it for yeah. a, a golf and canceled it
1: during thanksgiving my brother my brother and his wife said they watched a couple of those it was really good
2: really but i the, gotta watch the, that i gotta watch the beatles show
1: well you gotta get disney plus you have disney plus no so we might just need to splurge uh maybe it's Wait, a ham what? you want to expense. share yeah i mean maybe it's just a ham expense we the just go in on can it buy it yeah i like that idea well, the everyone's talked about the thing in some of these Brady clips is like, God, you see him in the O four game, him getting releasing the ball to Troy Brown and getting split in half, right? Or throwing it over the middle in O six or O seven and Welker getting decapitated. Like it's just it's kind of a different sport. I mean, it's still similar, but when you are playing like like Jimmy, you're not in threat for your life. Like you it wasn't even that long ago where they were playing on fields, and I know people, you know Cam Rael. I saw him tweeting about this. Something happened on a turf field the last couple of weeks in the NFL, and you told me once. And it was the
2: it was the the um oh the guy that the Charger, charger that game KO'd. yeah the guy that hit his head because Cam said they, they don't put these shock pads under the field. The NFL's cheap, or the teams don't buy the best turf. Sorry. So the Here's the NFL does not
1: buy the best turf.
2: So he says two things: one, that the NFL doesn't buy the best turf. Yeah. And that they could put these shock pads under the field. They don't do that. The teams, not the league.
1: So forever, the NFL always did shit like that. And on top of that, there were no rules to protect against any human, right? It was just you, you watch, you don't need to go to like watch 82 Ronnie Lott. You could watch like O two 2 football and you're like, I remember when I was in the NFL, Multiple times guys got killed. Deshaun Jackson once got killed in Atlanta Falcons game. And Austin Collie, when the Colts came and play us, Payne Manning threw it over the middle. He got killed. Ended his career. He died. I mean, they had to bring the ambulance. What, he what was the, legitimately was the hardest hit I've ever seen in person. What that was that the was, one uh, hit was, was it? Nine years ago.
2: Was it uh, Mohamed Mwass- What Didn't James Harrison cut him in half?
1: Well, was that, there name? was, an, I think there was another one down the sideline with a Bronco guy. There was a Masequai with uh, James Harrison. <laughs> well, that it was one over the middle, middle, right? <laughs> Killed him. That yeah. was not that long ago, you know? And so the sport, you don't even have to worry about that anymore. So, like, what? Could Jimmy, I'm not trying to just totally shit on Jimmy. Could he have played in, like, '04? Would have been really hard? Yeah, I mean, you're saying because he would have hurt players? I'm not players. saying, like, he would have been in the NFL, but, like. Could he have been a decade-long starting quarterback? He's just not accurate. Well, he's not
2: anymore. now. So let me prove a point on the career year
1: thing. Is Justin Herbert having a career year? Well, I mean, it's his second year in the league.
2: That's right. <laughs> this is Jimmy Garoppolo's second year as a full starter. So is he having a career year? Is it possible? He's had one year as a... He, John, again, because we, we talk about this ad nauseum and then we just forget about it. The most starts he had before this year other than 2019, was last year when he had six. <laughs> so sure, he's having a career year. It's true. This year is better than one, two, three, four, five, six of the other year. It's at, it's at worst the second best year Jimmy's ever had because he's never started more than six games
1: other than 2019 and this year. Sure, it's a career year. Okay, let's even let's just keep him in his generation. If instead of going to the, I don't know, the greatest dynasty of all time and being behind the greatest quarterback of all time, a lot of guys in his situation, you know, you get in the second round, who knows? Like, you could just might go to a shitty team. You just might go to an average team. If he had just gone to an average situation, you know, a team that's... Vikings would probably be a little too good uh like a panthers or like a like a cardinals you know some team that was just you know if they got like five things right they could compete to win 10 games but they were way far away does he last in the league this long that's what i sometimes no think i mean
2: about. no part of him being a starter like,
1: see, if he gets thrown into sam darnold's career right he just goes to the jets and then goes to the panthers what's yeah. he look like no, no no
2: no part yeah no you're right part part of him being a starter in year eight is that he wasn't a starter in years one two three four and
1: five well he's supposed to be in five he his acl <laughs> but who knows how that would have looked right it was five that was your four 18. that was the uh, 17 was the oh yeah, yeah you're right that was your five yeah you're right yeah he he's always been able to avoid some of these landmines to expose the sample size, right? And the one year that he stayed healthy, I mean, that Niner team might have been the best team, top to bottom, he ever played on, right? It's because the Patriot teams, they they were kind of flawed. Like Brady's teams, I think were more complete early on in the decade. His team, remember, his best wide receiver was like Edelman. Now the Niner team, I guess they had to trade for Emmanuel Sanders. We have to look roster for roster, but it was. It was an elite roster, you know, with guys playing in the peak of their powers, Defensive Rookie of the Year. I mean, did you see the Colts? I don't want to bring this guy up because it's just, it's a sore subject, but they had the most pro bowlers. So the Colts tweeted out this video at practice in the bubble. They get into a circle and Frank's, Chris Ballard walks out, like, hands him the paper of their seven pro bowlers. And he goes one through seven, right? And just starts guy leading the league and rushing, you know, one of the best players in the league, Jonathan Taylor. This guy, he's overcome. He's had to wait, but this guy's ball. Kenny Moore. And then it's like kicker. And then he's like, this guy, road grader, Quentin Nelson. And then he goes, this guy, we we, we preach culture here. And this guy is the heartbeat of our culture. This guy stands probably more than anyone that wears the horse. two year, years. Anyone, more than anyone. And I'm like, who's he going to say? DeForest Buckner! <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and you know, those guys, Frank and Ballard, they get like a Belichick Kyle Woody on the culture stuff. And just he, I mean, he's excited to like give it, it to Jonathan Taylor, Kenny. And then he just gives it to DeForest Buckner. That one, man, <laughs> that's an all timer. I know. But but again, I watch him the de- But my point play. is that guy was on that team, like that guy. It's yeah, like one of the best players for a really good team. You know, I don't know.
2: I don't know if any of these t- discussions are going to be videos uh, cut up later on YouTube, but I'm enjoying the night.
1: Uh, I but- flipped off on my lock of the week, by the way. You what? I don't, the lock of the week I was pushing for, I don't know if I feel as good about it anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, before so, we
2: get to that though, you want go. to talk about the the playoff picture or do you want to eschew that conversation?
1: You want to just get into that next week, maybe?
2: Yeah, I mean, let's just for a moment, like they they they're not there's no cruise in here. This season feels like some of these games they play where it shouldn't be this close. Making the playoffs shouldn't be this close. And um it is. Which is just like this game, just like the first Seahawks game. Shouldn't be this close, it is. And unlike some teams. And Niners teams in years past, where you play in these close games, you go, "Ah, they'll pull it out." Once this Titan game starts turning, it's the opposite. It's like, "Meh." So they've played several games where it's "Meh," and they lose it. And I'm just supposed to, Jesus, take the wheel, believe they're just the seat. Don't worry, they, they, the, the season's going to take care of itself, though. They're still making the playoffs.
1: Okay, I think so, but okay, they're eight and seven. You know, you know, you know what I hate doing. And maybe this is, you know, a lot of the true fan in me is gone, and obviously, you know, I want the Niners. Like, if I could sign up at the beginning of the year, who do you want to win the Super Bowl? I'd fucking sign, the, sign up for the Niners. But do you know what is a loser thing to do? And, you know, I get people listening to this, diehard Niners fans, and it's just like, I used to be, I'm just not quite there. I hate rooting for other teams to lose. Like, I just think that's, like, the Patriots and the oh. Chiefs never go to, like, I hope that the Chargers and the Bills lose this week. It's just a fucking loser thing to do. I hate doing it, but you kind of like that's where the Niners are. You need the you need the Rams to beat the Vikings and you need the Eagles aren't going to lose to the Giants, but what was the other game? And you need the Dolphins to beat the Saints. But like that is such loser. I hate that shit. I get it if Why I have no problem doing it's it. It's just
2: it's just I want my team to succeed and I need no, other people to lose. But it's
1: like you but it's like you're rude because you just fucking shit the bet against the Titans with Jimmy Graham. Gros- yeah, well you're I a know. fan. You're not your fault. You just you want your team to make the playoffs. No, I know. I, I don't mind it if it's for seeding. You know, if you're getting a home field, I'm all for that. The one seed, the two seed, whatever. But when you're we're talking about like the six and the seven seed, it's just so a fan supposed to say, "I don't care who wins that game. I'm above that." No, no, no. I, I, I'm saying I'm doing it. I want the Saints and the and the Vikings to lose. But let's just all acknowledge we're doing this because of the loser mentality that Jimmy Garoppolo has created. It's it's not a loser agree.
2: mentality. It's just, yeah, that's what you need to do.
1: <laughs> that's what kind of like losers do, though, right? Well, I thought I heard a great. Remember I the Giants, phenomenal... The Giants. Remember Doug Peterson last year. Little different, but still.
2: <laughs> I heard a gr- great quote. What are you talking about? The Eagle
1: game. Remember when they're freaking out about the cornerback? Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> bad. But now, the, well, yeah, the yeah. Niners are like a couple
2: halves away from but, doing shit like that. But, but to me, a coach saying that about another team is ridiculous. A fan just wanting his team to their team to make the playoffs. Well, they're they're fan, the Giants
1: movie. fans were saying that shit on Twitter too. They were but freaking
2: I don't care. Out. Whatever. That's good. Whatever. I heard a great quote. Uh, Wednesday night, Arizona basketball. They played at Kill. Tennessee and lost. Yeah. Kill well, they didn't get killed. Or? They they actually they were down they were down big early. Maybe, maybe that's why see? I flipped
1: the channel. They yeah. were like twenty-four to eight. Sixteen or to
2: two, they were down, or fourteen yeah. to two So the game. They made a big run at the end of the first half, and they made a big run in the second half, tied the game, end up losing. Give them credit. They went there. Hell yeah. It doesn't hurt them at all. Like they're fine. Whatever. It's their only loss. It helps them in the long run tournament. After the game, their coach said something along the lines of Tommy Lloyd, their first year coach, had been with Mark Few, and I'm sure Mark Few used to say this. But he said basically like if you're complaining about fouls, you've already lost. Like shut up. In other words, like they got some bad calls. Like if you're complaining about fouls, like you've already lost. So, yeah, it's uh, they're in a bad spot. It should they should not be in this spot, but maybe they should. Maybe they should. Why should no? You they, know,
1: no. They they deserve the spot. there. they've earned this. I just. I, I always struggle because I, I again being doing the Raiders post game losing franchises. <laughs> oh, I, bitch I and, now now this makes more sense to well, me. Well, they they bitch and moan about penalties and listen, I'll be the first to talk shit about referees and individual penalties. But you never win or lose a game specifically on one penalty unless it's like the Ram Saints NFC Championship pi call, and that's you know an outlier situation. Even though I'd be the first to say I think we need robot refs, but to me the, the once you start like. I hope this team wins and lose. Like when you just win, you just fuck whatever. You just take care of your own shit. That's what winning
2: teams do. But, you know, Jimmy on his couch didn't miss use check wide open down the, I mean, sorry, Jimmy's the wrong name to use. Allen on his couch didn't miss (laughs) use check down the sideline. Allen probably could have hit him. Allen might have. Actually, we got a long list, John. I I was trying to compile a list here real quick. Again,
1: Uh, I'm going to actively, I want these teams to lose now because I want a playoff game. But I just want everyone to know that we should all direct that we have to do this this mindset at Jimmy. It's because of oh, okay. Jimmy.
2: Well, uh, in that spirit, John, let's wrap. Luckily, like, do
1: you do you think? I mean, the Saints could easily lose the Monday night game, and I'd say the Rams are surely the Rams are three and a half point favorite on the road. So the Niners do get a little lucky. They're two, these two matchups that could easily lose.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You like Ian Book on the at home against the Dolphins Monday night? No.
2: Uh, oh, but you know what I like less? Tua against the Saints defense.
1: That's a they're problem. Better, they're a better run defense. Yeah, I mean, they looked pretty good the other night. <laughs> I mean, they've played well against Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> Big night uh, for Tua because I think a lot of people think he sucks, even though he's been playing well. A lot of people can watch that game. Yeah,
2: yeah. Tua, Uh, Real quick, just for, through the chat, let's rattle through this. Colin. Gabbert blows the Titans out. David, Tim Rittain walking through that door. Matt, JT O'Sullivan wins that game. Off the uprights, Cody Pickett wins that game. Bobby, Ken Dorsey wins that game. Juan, Mullins, he'd win that game. Dante, Sean Hill wins us that game. The Shills, Peterman wins us that game. Turd Ferguson, Gio Carmani wins us that game. Mike, Nate Sudfeld wins us that game. Dante again, Troy Smith wins us that game. Cody Pickett, i oh sorry, I did that one. Tucker, Max Hall wins us that game. Jesse, Kaepernick throwing left-handed wins us that game. David, Jeff Garcia wins us that game. Demo, Matt Flynn wins that game. David, Steve Young wins that game today.
1: (laughs) I was like, yeah, no shit. That was a good one. Tito
2: wins this game. Tito as of Tito's and then David Carr would have won us that game.
1: Uh, Do you feel good about that
2: one? Quick rattle of the... (laughs) Quick rattle of the uh, of the comments.
1: All right, so uh, we're going to the holiday weekend. What have our lock of the week is? Well, that's what I was saying. I, I like the Ravens. I I heard some things about the Ravens. Their entire secondary is out. Uh, their defense is just in shambles. Lamar didn't practice as of Thursday today. Even though I'd not, I I don't know. I, I I'm a little nervous. <laughs> so. Um,
2: Sorry, refresh my memory. We were Oh, we, Baltimore plus three. Yeah, so I don't think there's... You and I, we were talking uh, offline uh, after I pinged you the other day on this subject and we uh, offline this conversation. Like, here's a stat. I don't know what this means as it relates to this week. The Ravens are nine and one in their last 10 games as an underdog. Okay, I don't know. How does that help me this week? COVID week. Um. So you're saying you like Cincinnati minus three? Is that no, what the no, no, is now no?
1: Now? no! I, I don't. I, I just pulled off a little bit on the Ravens. Uh, well, here's a game I like. Tell me what you think of this: Green Bay
2: minus four against Cleveland.
1: In Green um, Bay, right? It's not four anymore. Well, they're missing some players. Miles yes. Garrett's hurt. you, you know one bitch. thing? I, I wrote that down I, at
2: four yesterday. It's now seven and a
1: half. W- one game, I, <laughs> shit. <laughs> one game I see that. You know, we could just play the hits a little bit. A little risky because they've been feisty and Davis Mills played well. Just Chargers are playing well, minus 10 against the Texans. A little like our old school style and just not overthink it. Or
2: do you trust the Chargers that much? I don't, but I might. You, I could be
1: convinced. Well, I mean, I, I could easily, gladly just go pick them Colts against the Cardinals. Just pick them. What
2: was did that? Uh, in what direction does that line move? Because it did not open as a pick'em.
1: It was it's going the Colts way. It opened, you know, them minus one and a half, and it keeps going down. Uh, Texans I have had, like twenty two players out, according to the comments. I, I wouldn't do this just because I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady. They have a fucking million injuries. They signed on Bell. Fournette's out. Godwin's out. Evans Godwin's isn't going to play. Out. Yeah. The Panthers are getting 10 points at home. It's their Super Bowl, but I am i can't bet on the Panthers. Raiders pick them at home against the uh, Drew Lockers. Nah, I just, you trust the Raiders?
2: No, but I do think they win that game. But Buffalo's defense, I mean,
1: uh, Denver's defense is good. How about uh,
2: New England minus two and a half at home? Buffalo plus two and a half?
1: I feel like I'd take the Bills just because I feel like everyone's going to take the Patriots. See, Even though it makes no sense.
2: It feels to me like everyone's gonna take the
1: Bills. Do you not love the Colts? Don't you just want to root against Arizona? Oh, I do. But secretly, one
2: of off, you- oh. off of lock of the week, Haberman and Middlecoff might have faked the Browns minus three against the Raiders on uh, Monday night. <laughs> we did not <laughs> well, we did not share that pick. as a lot. I could do a little money line parlay. But my point is we made them I, I would love to do the I, lo- I love the idea of the Colts. I don't think it's a lock necessarily, but I love it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know if there really is like would you rather take the Colts or the Chargers minus 10? It's 10 a lot? Texas 10's a lot? terrible guy. My my pro- at home?
2: You said? said, but but aren't the, yeah, aren't Did you the say Cowboys? they're terrible or just terrible at home? Well, I'm just saying they're terrible. Yeah. Um, but they tend to, I mean, what's their record
1: I they've they've blown out several teams. I don't know, you'd have to ask Call Fortinbaugh. <laughs> Feels like <laughs> Joe. gambling guys. Gambling guys just have a feel for that shit off the top of their head. I was like, oh yeah, they're seven and seventeen the last two years. Like, where'd you pull these numbers from? They just have them.
2: My my gut tells me like the Texans have been solid against the spread this year, but that could be that I just remember. So they got twenty three guys on the COVID list, including half their defensive
1: starters, four fifth of their offensive line. I'm just gonna uh, read you some losses. 33 okay. to 13, 31 to 0, 38 to 22, 31 to 5, 31 to 3, 40 to nothing, 24 to 9. I mean, they've been blown out a handful of times.
2: Chargers wins. Uh, I mean, blew out Cincy, kind of, but that, they would have covered this game. Denver 28 13, 41 22, Cincy. 34 6. Oh, that was a loss. 14.1 over the Raiders. Chargers playing a ton of close games. Like K-O. with the exception of three games, they play in close
1: games. Colts had seven pro bowlers. Seven.
2: I mean, again, I I I don't hate the Chargers though. It's just a lot of points on the road. <laughs> it's a lot. Texans it'd are be terrible. An,
1: it'd be an, I feel like the an Texans an- are just
2: feisty, though.
1: It'd be an old school move. It's how we started, right? If we thought the Chargers, if but this we, was September, we would go. We would assume that. Let's just say a team like the Chargers be a twelve win team, we would hammer that, right? It'd be the line would be a little lower in September, right? That line would be like seven, and we'd take them. Ten's a lot.
2: You think Texans got a big head coming off their win over the Jags?
1: Well, I really want to do like a parlay, a hundred dollar one. Maybe we put the Texans in that, or not. I mean um, the Colts in that. I'm, you know, God, you see the Chargers money line? Minus 500.
2: If you want to take the Chargers, I'm fine, honestly, taking both those games. You want to parlay them? I do want, I mean, at minimum, let's parlay them, but. Which one do you feel better about? Honestly. 10 is a stupid amount. And again, the Texans have fight. However, it is just a more old school pick. I feel like the Colts pick is a little more emotional because we want to watch the Colts beat the Cardinals.
1: Yeah. Okay, I'm putting it in. That's kind of risky to do it right now, huh?
2: It is. But I mean, it could also get to... Who else could the Texans lose?
1: Well, I'm saying, but this, what if Herbert? What if Herbert?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if we wait, it could also get to 13. Yeah, it's just going to go now. But I'm placing the bet. Who's Easton Stick could beat them.
1: All right, place the bet.
2: It's only Thursday. What's the worst that could happen?
1: Okay, I want to take the Colts. Uh, I kind of like the Lions against the Falcons. It just oh, feels wait, like they so got. Just I guess go, Goff's on COVID. Actually, never mind. We're put, We're putting how much on that?
2: How much uh, on Chargers? Five hundred.
1: Okay, good. It. But it's minus one fifteen, so we only win four thirty. All right, now to the parlay. Maybe put the Ravens in the parlay. Somebody said
2: Eckler's about to get announced to be out? Is that...
1: Whatever, I don't
2: care. (laughs) What'd you say about the Ravens? You want to put them in the parlay? Who do you
1: like in the Raiders game? Raiders. So I went Colts. You got any games you love?
2: Uh well the Packers game when it was at four. I mean, do I hate the Packers at seven and a half at home? Not necessarily. Do you? No. Packers, Browns?
1: Let's do, let's do that. Where are they? That's early. Oh, that's a Saturday game, huh? Yeah, it's the first Saturday game. So we can parlay the Colts, Packers. I love a good underdog. You love any underdogs? I want to go with the Lions, but Goff, you know, they're going to go start Tim Boyle. You want to go Ravens money line? Yeah, why not? 16 to 1. So here's what we need. We need the Colts to win. We need the Packers, 7.5. Miles Garrett's injured. I mean, they at home, Lambeau, kill shot, nail in the coffin, and just the Ravens money line to win, $100, pay 1600 So we need the Colts to win. We need. Oh, I also threw the Raiders in here. You want to do Raiders Broncos or no? You don't want to, so take it out. But I mean, I don't hate. Who do that. you think is going to win that game? I mean, the Raiders should win, shouldn't they? I think. They I should. did see. I saw. I saw on Roto World Jay Jones is hurt. Yank come out.
2: Uh, they should win the game, but there's a lot of things they should do. So yeah, take him out. I don't I'll want to be mad should. at them. How, by how much?
1: I mean, it went from sixteen to one to eight to one.
2: Yeah, put them back in. Raiders <laughs> to win. Good call. All right. Okay, that's it. Um Okay. John Lynch's football life. Here's the there's a assigned watching this weekend. The John Lynch football life is Friday, right? The real thing I want to watch is this John Madden thing on Christmas Day. What oh, time yeah, does that to, air on Fox? I need
1: a DVR that thing.
2: Same. That thing looks see, awesome.
1: looks fantastic. You see all the people interviewed for that?
2: It's that 90 minutes. Um, I haven't seen what time it airs. They've been running promos all over the place. Uh, okay, so it airs. At eleven AM. So it airs right before the Packers Browns game on Fox. All Madden. Yeah. Eleven A.M. Pacific, two PM Eastern.
1: I need to I need to record that.
2: Patrick says, Remember that ESPN segment called Jacked Up?
1: <laughs> Did they was that the one where they went, You got jacked up?
2: Did they all yell it? The way they do that other segment, yeah, where they all yell.
1: Yeah, I think so. When a guy got fucked up. Yeah, what's like the one the they do now? Like uh yeah, like, oh boy, uh, or something stupid. Yeah, it's got like a one word, oh, cruising, or I don't know. It's so stupid. Uh, what, what is the one they do now? Not moss. It's called like I, yeah. There's moss, but it's not moss.
2: That's not the one. Come on, of. Man, come, <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's yeah. <laughs> actually. Come on, man's are actually pretty
2: funny when I catch but them. Jack, I'm like, oh, I'm jacked glad. up used to be a guy died. It'd be uh what what's his <laughs> name Jackson. The guy that did the thing with Berman. Yeah, Keith Jackson and Berman. No, no, not Keith. Not Keith. Uh, Keith Jackson was the voice of the Rose Bowl.
1: Oh, the linebacker, Jackson. Yeah. Not Keith Jackson?
2: No, not Keith Jackson.
1: What the hell's his name?
2: Hmm.
1: Denver Bronco J- Jackson with the Swami.
2: Yeah. Tom Jackson.
1: Tom Jackson. Tom Jackson. <laughs>
2: I typed in Berman Jackson and got an attorney from Baltimore.
1: Jacked up! <laughs> the NFL used to celebrate people getting killed, and it was a huge part of like the way you grew up. It was like you know, you go across the middle, man. <laughs> right? Well, you brought this on yourself. Yeah. Or like, why like, did your quarterback kill you like that, man? That was messed up. It's like you learn like Pee Wee football. Like, hey, man, this is a violent game. <laughs>
2: Whoop! It's a violent game, Pee Wee football. All right. Uh, so the schedule for the week, God, there's so much uh, we could talk about. The schedule for the week is that we will, with no live show Sunday, no podcast Sunday,
1: Tuesday. We'll feel. If if if, I mean, if, if shit, something pops, maybe, happens, maybe we'll we appear do some Monday. Some videos on YouTube Monday.
2: Okay. Um. And uh, so we'll be back Tuesday. But we might have some stuff back on Monday. That's the plan. Enjoy the weekend of games. Enjoy Christmas holiday.
1: Late uh, I... Lakers are down like twenty right now to the Spurs. They're so terrible. <laughs> They're so terrible. Did They're
2: you awful. read? Did you read Sherwood Strauss's breakdown of LeBron's commercials?
1: <laughs> it's yeah, so funny. I, I, I skimmed it. Was he basically just saying that LeBron's obsessed with just sculpting these narratives about his? Yeah, where he's like, you know,
2: LeBron's got a Ruffles commercial that like makes it feel like he's, you know, healing the world. It's a Ruffles commercial. Like, what are we? And it's bad. Like, it's not even make anybody tear up. It's just terrible. Uh, And then in it, he pasted. I'd forgotten this tweet from like two years ago where it's like, why is LeBron obsessed with reading the first page of every book? And it was like, it was four different photos of LeBron LeBron reading
1: a book. It was always on the first page. That was incredible. Every single one.
2: And I sent it to our buddy AJ, and he's like, wait a second. Is LeBron, because LeBron would have his earbuds in while reading the book. He's like, is LeBron listening to a book on tape while reading the book? This guy's unbelievable.
1: Uh, You think he faked? Well, when you saw that picture, I I had never seen that picture. You think he was faking it the whole time? Yes, 100%. Faking it. Do you think LeBron is just a complete fraud, like with a lot of things? I mean, just, uh, just not I like as like a bad, but just just very polit, like a politician, like live yeah. I life. think I think to start, people mm-hmm.
2: are complicated, and public people in particular are, you know, it's like uh, you who knows what you are getting. So yeah, Isn't I think kind of a lot scary?
1: of scary that? that people just manipulate their being as a public figure. Like, do people live like scary? that? Scary. How I do mean, you live like that?
2: Yeah, I mean it's rough man
1: so when the camera's off you just live a completely different life i mean the politicians don't No, do
2: you it. live the same you just do yeah i mean who knows you do what rich people do i don't know we just talk like you normally would talk <laughs> you know i saw C- sierra tweeted a photo of her and the, her two kids like asleep on a plane she's like and i don't remember exactly what it said but it was something like you know you know, just, you know, the stress of being a mom or something like that. And some one of the replies, which I didn't even think anything of it, one of the replies is like, well, it's not exactly the stress of being most moms. You're on a private plane. <laughs> but anyway, who am I to talk about this? I don't hold
1: a that against her. No, no, no. no, being no, a mom's no the LeBron <laughs> thing feels like he's smart enough. Like how crazy really it When I, when I saw that picture, I'm like, he's been fooling everybody. Because remember he was asked the question about Malcolm X and he just couldn't, he didn't have any answer. I remember
2: that until I watched that video, which was in the thing. I'd, I'd, I'd forgotten that.
1: Now t- uh, I guess t- Tiger did it for a long time too, right? Yeah, I it mean. It was different than LeBron, but. It's,
2: it's, uh yeah, I don't the, know. Yeah. <laughs> Well the difference I really don't know. I don't know how to tell that you know, it's hard.
1: Well, one thing in the Strauss article was that like LeBron's right hand guy is now basically like one of the most powerful guys in Nike. So it's like you just basically control the you control the narrative, right? It's like, what do you want to do with the Nike ad? Well, ask LeBron, he'll fucking create it. He's like, Well, let's do this. And no one in the room's like, LeBron, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) At least Nike
2: can, you know, Nike's good at that kind of Nike knows how to do an ad. Oh, yeah, by the way, David says, aren't we coming up on the Tiger anniversary? I thought that was, uh, well, that
1: was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right. Yeah. Well, well, on that note, Merry Christmas to those of you that Merry. celebrate Christmas. If you don't, yeah. enjoy the holiday. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy time, whatever it is you're doing.
1: Watch Elf. I don't know. Do you think holiday, like if you if you don't celebrate Christmas and you're not, you're just, you know, Jewish person, but like like you, you're you have someone that does like you're part of another family, but if you ha- don't have the Christmas, do you just approach this like you or I would like President's Day, where it's like the president the holiday doesn't mean anything to you, so you just think I it's don't a normal like th- I'll, I'll tell you, for me, anybody's holiday that creates
2: like you know things are closed and people are off, I always felt like was my holiday too, yeah. as a Jew. Like I I I don't know. I like the lights, I like the music, I like the you know, people were happy the the whole thing that people like. If I know. went
1: to Israel during Hanukkah, do they shut things down during the day? Would it, would it have that feel? I mean,
2: they shut things down every Friday night for the for the Sabbath. So That's true. <laughs> um,
1: well, it's like y'all uh, went to Spain the one time in college. You just want to get a sandwich at lunch. They're all sleeping. Everything the siesta. <laughs> like where the hell is everybody? <laughs> they're fucking taking a power sandwich. <laughs>
2: You know. Yeah, no, I think I, uh, I don't know. I, pe- people enjoying themselves and uh, you know having a good holiday to me is uh, I would like to I'll 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 piggyback on anybody's holiday. I'm yeah, all man. for it. Siesta totally sounds like my kind of holiday. Me too. <laughs> all right, so everybody, be safe, enjoy, celebrate responsibly. Send us pictures of your Tito's. No Hungry dot org slash ham. Get in that.
1: <laughs> it sure fits pretty well.
2: Actually, it does. That's it looks like a good quality. <laughs> t-shirt, too. I had three
1: uh, boxes of extra manscapes at my house. I, I gave one to this guy at the gym that just works there. <laughs> You're like, I saw you at the
2: shower, and uh, here you go.
1: Then I realized when I handed it to him, my name and address was on there when he was walking away. I'm like, he totally knows I just re-gifted it to him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, what do you think? You bought it for him?
1: Well, no. I just said, hey, man, I'm partners with this. Take, you know, If you have a kid or you want it, take it. He was happy. Yeah. You can, I mean, I can't I can't use seven lawnmower 4.0s, you know?
2: I always need a backup. One in every room. One in every kitchen counter. Yeah. All right. Have everybody. a good weekend. Merry Thanks Christmas. for hanging. Later.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.